granddaddy was Irish Cherokee. Ran moonshine from here to Tennessee. Spent half his life in the Montgomery County Jail. Grandma, she got drunk and left. All her kids on her mama's front steps. Nobody has heard from her since she Well, episode two. We're here. Can't believe we made it this far. It's a milestone for sure. I mean, yeah. This is twice as many as we had started last week. Well, yeah. Yeah. At least 50% more. Yeah. Yeah. It's up to 50% more. Our 50th anniversary, pretty much. Mm -hmm. It is. It's our (laughs) (laughs) 50th. So, uh, we got a full house tonight. We do. We we actually had to uh, wave Carl off. Mm-hmm. Send him on uh, an expedition up to uh, Daytona Beach. Daytona, right? To uh, well, it's it's pre bike week too. Oh, so shit. welcome to. Were they blocking off the parking when you were went up? Not quite, not yet, but they were everywhere. Yeah, I took a trip to that guitar center uh, the week of Daytona 500, and that was a fucking nightmare. yeah. They had the whole. It's all all the tents are set up. It's it, it's like. An See, I, th- I thought show bike everywhere. week like, happened like the week right after I could the smell 500. the math already. Mm. No. Yeah. Nah, I, <laughs> t- what? That was like two weeks ago already. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I thought bike week had yeah. come and gone. No. No. Oh, God. Jeep Beach coming up too and spring break. So that place is a fucking disaster. Well, yeah. that's why I never go up to Daytona anyway. It yeah. was, uh, it's like I cast everywhere. There's just tents. If you're looking to sell something to somebody, you set up a tent. In Daytona, like the city limits of Daytona, all around the track, there's just crap set up, and then everywhere where the guitar center is like a mall, like so it's outdoor like one mall, big just X-rated all, Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's not fantastic. It's but terrible. It's fucking worse. Let's be honest. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have Andrew's here, Carl's here, I'm here, and we have uh, Mark returning to sit in. And, He's been uh, here for all of our official episodes. So add far. a little right. uh, whole uh, color commentary. He, right. he, he actually promised that he's got some funny stories to tell. So, uh, And good beer. but And good beer. Yeah. yeah. And beer uh, we also, hailing from Immokalee. No. Really? <laughs> no. Loxahatchee. Loxahatchee, Immokalee. Same damn thing. You came up from Loxahatchee. They call Loxahatchee the Immokalee of the East Coast. Well, uh, Carl, it's a seminal for River of Turtles. Oh. 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 Are you serious? (laughs) Somebody's done their research. I didn't know that. They just touched Carl. I just just reached in and touched your heart. Full of them. (laughs) You just made a new best friend. Is that a dream? Is this a dream? (laughs) Yes. So Jimmy is here. Jimmy the pilot. Jimmy the Am pilot. Vagabond that travels between Florida, couch the dick couch. of the United States, <laughs> all the way up to Seward's Folly every summer to fly around rubbing that beaver. Better Canada. Better Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, Wintertime here in Florida means Jimmy is uh, doing what? You know, dragging rags, just uh, towing banners up and down the beach for a old Dragging rags. <laughs> <laughs> I dive at the ground, pick things up, later I drop them. Pretty much it. Look at the beach all day and wish, wow, I wish I was down there. So uh, pretty much you're the Geico guy of the sky. Well, you know, you could save more money by switching to Geico. 
Right. Caveman. Yeah. Deal. There's a joke here somewhere. Even Carl could do it. Right. <laughs> Even Carl could do it. <laughs> There's a joke in here somewhere, man. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. Digging hard. Do you play games like during the day to keep you entertained? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I was flying over PGA one time. And, uh, PJ? The great thing, PGA, like the golf thing. Oh. Yeah, you know, they have like, yeah. sticks and like the yeah. balls and whatnot. Yeah, yeah that's dope. Put them in holes. But uh, I was flying over one time, and I was selling a banner for, I think, Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. The great thing about the banners is they cast a really big shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, like, catch the right angle as he's going right for that swing, it just suddenly goes dark. That's he just kind of looks around real weird-like. That's the most brilliant <laughs> thing I've heard today. Well, that and whenever I'm doing, uh, sometimes during the week, I'll do, like, traffic patrol. And uh, I'll just fly up and down, like, 95, and I'll try to see how long I can keep the banner on a certain car. Corollas just run for it. It's just weird. That's <laughs> a, it's like you're, Osprey. So yeah. what's what's the typical run? Like, okay, you're you're picking up, you're snatching the rag off the ground at what airport? Uh, I'm usually running out of Stewart right now and uh, flying out of there and going up from Stewart down. Or Albert Witted Field, right? Indeed it is. Yeah, I've flown in and out of there a few times. Um, so you snag it there and... What's the run? I pretty much run up to just north of Fort Pierce and go up and down and head back down to Stewart. And sometimes I do Palm Beach. Uh, I was doing Miami before this, but, you know, Miami's horrible. So I asked to go up here instead. <laughs> Miami, so, like like South Beach. like you're, yeah. So you're going Loxahatchee South. Well, no, a, I, was, I was flying out of Pembroke Pines. I'm out of North uh, Airport down there. Yeah, That's where yeah. I learned how to fly. Yeah. And uh, I was doing that for a while. I probably have more time on South Beach than anybody, but I've never actually touched the sand on South Beach. Right. You're but, better uh, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I also came it. up with some pretty great games when I was there. Like, I'd take handfuls of snacks and throw it out the window and see if I could hit something. Uh. <laughs> Jet skis are hard mode. Yeah. Typically, uh, half of a sandwich will work pretty well. You should just keep ice cubes up there in a cooler, like big ice cubes. Well, I know guys who just throw out their piss jug and see what happens. I was going to say, the, the Gatorade bottle, that would that would wing pretty good. You hey, know, man, start saving gators and stop making Gatorade. <laughs> so what is what is the ground speed that you're typically flying? I mean, obviously there's variables, you know, uh, pretty up the much beach like, or down the beach. but Pretty much the go-for speed is like 65 miles an hour, but I've gotten it down to like 22 miles an hour. And uh, a good friend of mine, Clint, and uh, one of our much better airplanes, our bird dogs, got down to zero, <laughs> where the plane was not. Oh, moving. the old bird dog just hovering. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I was gonna pick an airplane, and there was one called the bird dog, I think I'd have to go for that one. Bird dog's a nice plane. Well, it mm-hmm. sounds like it has a Volkswagen engine and Hover. wood. It's Hover. probably no. wood. <laughs> no, no, no wood. No. Not at all. No, not at all. It's like a two hundred and twenty uh, horse Continental engine. Does it have like at least like exactly that, what that means? That kind of moon shape, like an outhouse somewhere on the door. No, it sounds real country. <laughs> the bird dog, <laughs> like a shack, the shack of the sky. Not at all. No, damn. It's it, actually uh, back, it's, it's, Vietnam, to it's a Vietnam era. Um, oh, it's like the scout plane. Yeah, yeah. It was a scout oh. plane in Nam. It was pretty much they have a. They were bird dogging. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, forward air control. They would be, cool. you know, talking to the, to the grunts yeah. and uh, calling in airstrikes to, to bail somebody out of a sticky situation. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, one of our older birds that we had actually had bullet hole patches on it. Oh, that's Because it actually so did fly in Nam. I think two of our airplanes flew in Vietnam. And uh, one of our pilots that was there, our chief pilot, actually, Brian, he was a pilot in Nam. And he, but he flew C-130s, not the bird dogs. The, <laughs> the bird dog guys were borderline crazy. So they're flying those things 100 feet over the ground with... AK-47 fire Jesus coming up at him. Jesus Christ. Mm. 
That's insane. There's actually, um, so the, you got the bird dog that was flying in that role during Vietnam, and then the... Uh, OV-2. The OV... The Bronco. The, well, and they also had the uh, the push-me-pull-me Cessna, the 337. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's a great story, a good article that you can read that's talking about this group that was put together to get the airplanes to Hawaii... Um, when they would roll out of the factory in Wichita, they would the, these guys and they would put ferry tanks, and basically the only room that was left was the left seat, and the whole rest of the airplane was fuel, and they would fly from the west coast to try to make it out to Oahu, and then they would disassemble them there, and they would get shipped over. <laughs> and there's some really fucking awesome stories of ditchings and almost making it. it sounds like one of those hold my beer moments <laughs> it, it definitely was um and i i don't think they were officially military pilots doing it but they weren't officially civilian either so there was like this really weird gray area it sounds like on. air america <laughs> kind of sort of yeah they had a contract with the builder that's right <laughs> they had to get out there either way that's right so uh you uh, you got your start flying down south. Um, you somehow ended up uh, trading wheels for floats. What what happened there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've always wanted to be a float plane pilot. The whole thing that kind of got me into it was I saw Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. No way. In the in the beginning of that movie, that scene where uh, Indiana he's like running from like all the natives and they're throwing spears and shit at him, and he runs up and he's yelling at the pod, yeah. Jack, start the airplane. And it's like the float plane pilot sitting there with a fishing rod. Yeah. He's like trying to decide whether or not he dropped the fishing rod to start the airplane. I was like, that's who I want to be. <laughs> that, but yeah. Yes. That I wanted to be Indiana Jones. Still still trying. Still. I wanted yeah. to be the weird pilot with a pet snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the snake. <laughs> so uh, you, at some point, um, had you already been working, flying commercially? When when you decided to to well, go see plane uh, rating or or it was my very first summer and I was uh, towing banners out of South Beach. So I got the opportunity to go up to Jack Brown Seaplane Base and I uh, got the rating there. And uh, I was kind of just asking around like, hey, do you know anyone that will hire guys low time to fly floats? And uh, I actually had a couple of friends working at this company, uh, Tropic Ocean, down in Fort Lauderdale. They did uh, flights out to the Bahamas, like going to Bimini and Nassau and all like that. And uh, ended up getting on board with them and uh, stuck with them for quite a while and built up my time and actually ended up getting fly fishing through them. Tell us a little bit about that. So how is it that flying a, a float plane to the Bahamas, like what, what did you taking guys over there that are on their way to go fishing and, or you it know? was a lot of weird stuff. Like we did tons of random trips, like just flying out random people at the random spots and uh, a lot of people to casinos. And uh, some of it was just uh, bringing out people to go fishing like to uh, places like uh, Andros and uh, Great Harbor Key and uh, Chub Key, places like that. And I kept on flying around. There was all these guys with these like weird tubes. And I was like, what's in the tube? And they'd always be like, dude, it's a fly rod. I'm like, what's a fly rod? They're like, go watch a river runs through it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so so you were flying the 206, right? Uh, when I first started with them, I was flying their caravan, which was a... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I was a co-pilot for them. Right. And, uh once I had enough time as a co-pilot, they switched me over to the uh, the old 206 Maria, which uh, she's a little uh, little beaten down. <laughs> so I've I've flown over to the Bahamas uh, on several occasions, and uh, you know when I've flown over there, I'm always landing asphalt, and 
you got to clear customs. So if you're flying in on floats, where what's the customs deal there? Uh, some sometimes how it works is uh some of the islands have seaplane bases. Like Bimini has a seaplane base, and they have a customs office at their seaplane base. Okay. Or uh, what we'll do is we'd like go in and like land in Nassau, clear customs in Nassau, and then continue on to like somewhere in the Exumas or like in the Andros and whatever that. We'd always have to stop somewhere first and then continue. So th- was the 206 you were flying uh, straight floats or amphibs? No, no, no. She was an amphib. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. She was a little on the heavier side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that story. But I saw the light of uh, straight floats when I moved up to Alaska. You know, straight floats for straight floats. Or straight floats for straight folks. Gears for queers. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's what I always said. <laughs> One of the one of the guys that uh, I've flown with in the seaplane community spent uh, quite a few summers flying up in Alaska, and uh, you know one of the last things you do before you push the throttle forward, taking off on the water, is put your water rudders up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying that up in Alaska, that's like kind of like the gentleman's agreement that if you get flying get seen or caught flying dirty and you forgot to put your fucking water rudders case up, of beer case of beer truth yeah, to that it's true it's okay true. we'd uh we'd actually fly around and uh we would sit there and wait and watch like our coworkers take off to make sure and uh one of our freight guys is really big clinket dude justin all he would do was sit there after loading the airplane and sit there and go ha ha gotcha and i think he got more beer than anybody throughout the entire summer or we'd like uh, fly. We'd see someone while we were flying, and we'd get like super close to them, pull out our phone, and take a picture to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, yeah, there's the tr- there's truth to that. Okay. Kind of helps that Ketchikan has a ton of bars, so you always end up seeing them somewhere, anyways. Right. And you're like, hey, I need to show you a picture. You're buying the next round, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a couple saved on my phone. We have a. We had a lot of wacky stuff happen throughout the summer, and we kind of made a point to save all the pictures, and we're going to try and make a little collage of all the stupid stuff we've done. There was a good amount of stupidity going on throughout the entire summer, <laughs> especially because my roommates were all the exact same age as me, so that was a hoot. <laughs> right. So you're flying beavers up there, yeah? Yeah. I'm uh, de Havilland beavers, the uh, the old bird, and uh, just kind of carrying around people, passengers, the mail. Uh, had, a, had a lot of fun times up there, and... Uh, Got a couple new scars. Got a uh, oh, baptized yeah? by seaplane for the first time ever. Baptized by seaplane? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, everybody talks about you're not a real seaplane pilot until you fall in. And uh, uh. yeah, and look, I did not have that happen. I was in the Bahamas, which would have been great because the water is nice and warm. The <laughs> first time I had it happen was up there in Ketchikan. Uh, <laughs> I was um, uh, delivering mail to this town, Met Lacatlin. My dad had come with me. He was up there visiting. And we went into Met and I was dropping off a passenger and everything. That was all cool. Next stop was going to be like a mail drop in the town of Heidelberg, because it makes me in the native town, and then back to town. Well, uh, get to Met, drop the guy off, and push the, push the airplane off, getting ready to hop on, and I go to jump on. <laughs> I was wearing some uh, some older Sperry's that had been a little bit warm, and it was a, it was a kind of warm day. It was like in like the 50s, so it was like, I could wear shorts and a t-shirt. Right. And uh, I went and jumped on, slipped, both feet went up in the air, Ooh. back of my head hit the float, knocked me out cold. Oh, shit. And uh, my right ear caught the water at her wire. And uh, the wire went up my ear and it almost uh, cut my ear off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, I went in the water and... Uh, it woke you right back up? Well, uh, not till I got down a little deep. I don't know what it is with the salinity, but you sink super fast down there. And uh, 
I came to and I was like 15 feet down. I was like, swam up, Holy throw shit. myself onto the float. Blood's coming down my side of my face. And my dad had finally figured out how to open the door at that point. <laughs> jumps out, goes, Jim. And I'm like, get the fuck in the airplane. <laughs> and uh, some lady starts running down the dock, screaming on the phone, the pilot's in the water, the pilot's in the water. And I uh, jump back in the right seat, fire it up, take off, and go on to the next town and deliver their mail. <laughs> That's so, the the dock that you're at, it was it river? No, no, no. It was a, it was ocean. Um, okay, Met's on uh, Annette Island, and uh, it's right there along the ocean side. So, it's in a nice little bay that you can go land in there, and it's right at the base of this mountain. So you got to be careful with the winds, kind of. Right. But uh, most of the stuff we do is salt water. We don't do a whole lot of freshwater operations. So it's mostly just like landing out in fjords and stuff like that. I gotcha. Because I could only imagine, like you know, the the story would be like ten times crazier if. You know, you slip and fall in the river, and the fucking plane's floating. You know, like you come up now, now you're chasing it down, trying to make yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've heard a couple of stories of stuff like that happening to some of the guys. Wow! But uh, we don't we really don't do a whole lot of river stuff up there. Southeast Alaska is mostly all just saltwater islands and stuff like that. So, uh, how old's the old girl that you're flying? Uh, my uh, my baby Zurich Quebec, or as I called it, Brandy. Was a uh, 1951, <laughs> a 51. Mod. But uh, she had been uh, redone quite a bit, new seats, new paint, and all like that. She had a couple mods on her, and she was a sweet bird. Had a little hula girl on the dash that would uh, always let me know when turbulence was getting pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a sweet plane. Unfortunately, we're not gonna have it again this summer, so I'm gonna have to get to know someone new. But uh, pretty much keep us all on the same plane all summer long, so you really get to know your bird real well. Awesome. So, uh, how often do you get days off up there? Uh, they had us working about mm, anywhere from five to six days a week, depending on the schedule. I mean, there were certain days where I wasn't allowed to fly. Like, anytime Disney came into town, I wasn't allowed to fly because I'm a quote-unquote rookie. So, Disney was oh. like, we can't have any new people flying. Disney, like a home crew? Or? No, no, like Disney, like the cruise ship. The cruise ship. Oh, gotcha. Which I didn't want anything to do with that ship anyways because I don't like children. <laughs> 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 I want to see a bear. No, you're not going to see any bears. Jeez. Sometimes, of course. Why, uh, they didn't want you flying Disney clients, or just like being. Yeah, they're the just a little stricter. Them. Like they're, they got they got better safe like safety. Well, not better, but stricter safety regulations. So like guys who are kind of new up there and don't really meet the requirements, they can't really fly them. So they kind of stick us to like you know people don't really care about like carnival cruises. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so so when Disney's in town, you're running the mail. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So I'm either running the rail or I'm not even there. <laughs> Um, or I'm there and I'm working on my piece of shit car. <laughs> now, how often how often did you get a chance to get out and fish while you're up there? Uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, I was pretty lucky. I, was, I had some really good friends up there. I first got up there and uh, they had a boat, so we had the opportunity to go out to a lot of the cool places. And some of the places in Southeast you can only get to via boat. So, some we went to this cool place called Naha. It was like a two mile hike, and you got to this trout stream and you could fish in there. And uh, there was still steelhead when we got there in the first bit of the summer, so we were trying for that and we failed. I'm a, wasn't really the best freshwater fisherman, but we did a whole lot of that. And uh, the big thing in Catch Can, everybody goes snagging. We'll go out down to uh, snagging. Yeah, I like the sounds of that snagging. It takes no skill. Yeah. <laughs> snagging. It's a great time to go get plastered and just lob a hook into the water and see if you can grab onto something. Jeez. Well, how long have you been fly fishing? Uh, I only started a couple years ago when I first started with Tropic. Like I said, when we were talking, we were flying around all these guys, and I was like, "What are those?" <laughs> And, oh, uh, okay. I, I kind of got that. into it that way, and uh, me and my buddy went down a, a certain large uh, sports store that sells a lot of cool stuff, Bass Pro, <laughs> and we were getting a bunch of rods and stuff from them, and yeah. did a couple weird casting classes with some guys down there, and uh, nice. decided to go out and do the best we can. We weren't very good at it. <laughs> 
with with Tropic, uh, uh, yeah, I was gone getting the pizza or whatever. But uh, where do you fly out of? Oh, we were flying out of Fort Lauderdale International when I was working for them. To and, the Bahamas? Uh, yeah, we are going to Bimini, Nassau, and uh, all over the Bahamas, really. There oh, okay. are very few islands out there I haven't actually been to through them. Wow. So you cut your teeth in the Bahamas? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a terrible time. Hard yeah. time in my life. Yeah. yeah. Just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when you were doing that? Uh, I think I started with Tropic when I was 20. Jeez and the, the goal was pretty much to be flying the 206 by myself before I turned 21 and that was what happened and I, I was lucky enough to do that and had a pretty good time with them but Holy I, I kind of got started early I uh, started flying when I was like 16 great and, uh, now I feel like a shithead <laughs> <laughs> jeez man so you you learned to fly down in South Florida yeah yeah I actually um, uh, I had a couple of like random flights with uh, different people when I was younger but I didn't really start until I got into college I started at Broward College and uh, did all my flying through them and uh Kind of got as much as I could out of them, and I was like, well, I can't learn any more from you people, and I just kind of jumped around from different little schools, learning different tricks and uh, different stuff. Got into tailwheel flying, which is one of my passions, and uh, the only way you can really make money doing tailwheel is flying banners or flying bush, and uh, right. there's not exactly any bush flying in South Florida. <laughs> well, well, that, there's a potential. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting <clears throat> to me that if you are doing a lot of tailwheel flying, you're probably flying airplanes that I feel more comfortable in as far as like instruments and stuff. Like, you know, I'm old school. I, I, I got my ticket back in the late eighties mm-hmm. and the advent of the glass panel came many, 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 many years after I'd been flying and I've never transitioned to anything with a glass panel and it freaks me out quite honestly. And older stuff like a cub, like, you know, you did it, Jack Brown, you Mm -hmm. know, it's real simple, you know, sticking, you know, rudder and needs airspeed and altitude. Yeah. Anything else is just extra. It's, uh, (laughs) you know, all of my flight training took place up in, the northeast corner of Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains and literally in the summertime the reason they call them the Smoky Mountains is you literally can't fucking see shit because just the haze and that's why they're called the Smoky Mountains and it was definitely VFR but um, I feel like you see air quotes over the radio yeah (laughs) so uh, you know I can only imagine the difference in learning to navigate up there we had tons of topography you know ridges and you know this peak is this high and learning to fly in florida with IFR, nothing I fly roads yeah i mean i fly roads there's no doubt yeah. that goes on a lot florida is easy it's pretty much you get lost just all right if i fly east i'll hit yeah beach. if i fly <laughs> yeah. west i'll hit beach if i fly south i'll hit the keys so it's pretty simple <laughs> yeah or, or just climb a little bit and then you can see both coasts and know exactly where you are and the bahamas are just as easy i mean like it's it's super simple. As long as you're not doing anything stupid, you're not going to hit nothing. But uh, it's totally different up north. <laughs> so nobody in your family really background of flying or yes? Uh, or? I got a couple of great uncles who were pilots in like World War II, but like I never met any of those guys. But my grandfather was a uh, machinist for Eastern for 32 wow. years, something like that. And he was one of the guys who went on strike and all like that. And I got all his, all his memorabilia from that and uh, the strike. I got a shirt in, his room, in my room that says "Don't fly Eastern or Continental." Machinist on strike in English on the front and Spanish on the back because it's Miami. Oh wow! Yeah, and he was—he's actually the one who kind of pushed me towards actually going for it. Right. Awesome. Wow. Um, 
you know, I remember when I was doing flight training, you get to a point where you, you know, you, you finally get to solo the airplane by yourself, you know, it's this major sense of accomplishment. And then beyond the fact that you're now able to fly by yourself, there's like little sentinel landmarks that you have to log. You have to do a cross country solo. And mm-hmm. the first one, they kick you out of the nest and it's like 50 nautical miles, no big deal out and back. And then there's the hundred mile or greater out and back. And then the final one is like hundred mile out to like 300 mile. And then one big long leg back. So yeah. you're doing like this big isosceles triangle. And, um, my father was air force pilot. So that's how I was brought up into aviation. And I was always and forever getting the, military aspect of you know be very disciplined don't fly unsafe if i ever catch you flying unsafe you're fucking you know done blah 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 and uh jimmy you've probably got a moment in your flight training where (laughs) you're out there by yourself and you know you're just pushing a fucking hole in the air for an hour two hours doing this mind-numbing long cross-country and there's always something that catches your eye and you're like, you know, I should probably go check that out. And what I did was well, uh, South beach, probably <laughs> plenty to look at. Oh, I, probably, yeah. probably. I'd bring binoculars. Right. I, uh, over a certain size, you can see them from the air. <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided that, um, I was going to swing by Johnny Cooper's farm because we'd always gone to Johnny Cooper's for a fly-in every spring and every fall and a little 3,200 foot grass strip farmhouse at one end, a couple of hangers. And, uh, I deviated from the course, you know, probably 10 miles out of my way, set up and approached into Johnny Cooper's the West end of the runway. There's a river with the tree line with a big cut through the tree line. So you can fly across the river down to the approach into the field, got down to, right at flare pushed the throttle back in kept the nose down pushed that trim wheel down by the time i made the other end of the field i was doing probably 9500 knots and uh i went by about the second story window of the farmhouse and just pulled it up hard and you know nice climbing spiral turn and johnny comes out of the farmhouse waving you know it's not nothing weird for him right you know and as i'm finally back on course and settling in headed back to tri-cities i'm awash with the realization that the next time my father sees johnny cooper as a witness he's gonna (laughs) he's gonna say i seen you fly by on tuesday that was a hell of a flyby and my dad's gonna be like that's funny i wasn't yeah really (laughs) tell me more about it (laughs) nothing was ever said and i never got in trouble but uh you know there's always a little temptation to do something really do stupid. Do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a couple things, but I'm not sure if I could say them over the radio. That might have to be an after <laughs> after we're done. Uh, some stories on break. Some there's some video proof. Too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. There's. Uh, I'll leave it at. We play the game called Will It Fit. 
<laughs> All right. Looking forward to this. Right one. on. Do you know gay chicken? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not uh, what you think. With that, let's uh, go ahead and get this break over with because I really want to know if it will fit. <laughs> yeah, we There's a bunch of hot pizza over there, like burnt the fuck out of my tongue. So. All right. Well, let's take a little break, get some nourishment, and we'll be back in a few. Catch you later. Just a little bit. I'm here. Hey, <laughs> the, the Benster. Good to see you guys. Hey, good to see you, bud. Good to hear you. What uh, what's what's happening out there in the mountain land of Colorado, sir? Oh, today we just I'm feeling a little peaked because we had we went pretty big today. What are you uh, feeling right now? <laughs> peaked. peaked. I'm tired and weary. Ah. <laughs> Oh, hmm. uh, we just had a, a fabulous day skiing in the sunshine and grilling various meats and drinking copious quantities of alcohol. Well, you know, Ben, we're actually about to drink uh, some alcohol. Jimmy's here. I don't know that you've... It, have you met Jimmy before? Aloha. Negative. All right. Well, Jimmy's here. And, uh, What's up? Jimmy yeah. was so kind that uh, before he left Alaska... He sent a care package, and it's crazy, man. He's here. His care package is here, Whoa. and we're all about to try Single Engine Red from Denali Brewing out of Talkeetna, so you Alaska. Sent this? Yeah, I sent a bunch of them. How long ago? Sounds excellent. Like months ago. <laughs> so this is kind of like September? Time <laughs> it is. It's like time travel. But, you know, September was that magical time where there was, like, a change of seasons in mm-hmm. podcasting. And a hurricane. And a hurricane. And a hurricane. Hermageddon. Yeah, Hermageddon. <laughs> it was great. I missed that whole thing. Oh, so, uh, rap bastard. Ben, we're about to tell you how fabulous uh, Single Engine Red is. Well, oh, I'll just try it. to imagine it. The it's best a, well, Ben, it's an Irish-style red ale. All right. Much like your hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine a very delicious sa- shaving cream. Okay. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. It is really good. I like my beer aged six months. Mm-hmm. Is this can- cans or bottles? Cans. 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 All right. Ben, do not even mention bottles because that might encourage someone to send bottles, and bottles <laughs> do right. not travel well. We've, we've yeah, done that Half before. the time, cans don't either. We have learned either. this. We've learned I mean, this, this is a flat rate package from... Uh, the U.S. Postal Service, zero protection. <laughs> Would this be the most northern beer that we've had sent to us? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For absolute yeah. sure. Well, for those following at home, we, they can mark off Alaska. That's right. For this season. On the map, Alaska yeah, is <clears throat> out of out of play. Mm-hmm. Man, all I need is Montana to get bingo. <laughs> 
So, uh, hey, Ben, you actually did travel with uh, some beer bottles. What's, yeah, that's what's, right. They what's were the bottles. status of the uh, Taylor Park Conservancy's mangrove program? A little mangrove that could. Oh, uh, so you want the mangrove update? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we've taken a little bit of a unfortunate downturn what Um, yeah that's not the news that i wanted to give you but that's the reality of the situation Uh, life's a bitch (laughs) if you're you're a mangrove in colorado life is a bitch right now do you think that uh (laughs) now is this because we sent home unhealthy specimens of red mangrove or is it because you decided to transplant the Poor little mangroves. Yeah, I don't know if it's water. the. I don't know if it's the <laughs> transplant. I think it's my uh, lack of horticultural ability. But I don't. I don't think we're doomed. I just think we just had a little little setback. setback. Okay, yeah, so nobody's so got, nobody's died. Hey, hills no, and valleys, no, man. No, hills and valleys. I think, I think we're gonna make it through. So I've got two plants. You know, one of them suffered a mechanical trauma. Uh-oh. Um, oh. I, God, <laughs> what have you done? I, I knocked it so the each are like one stalk with four leaves and I knocked I knocked a leaf off of one and I felt really bad about it well they do actually uh, shed the leaves okay so if, if you're having the leaves fall off is there any bud activity not the kind of bud that you're familiar <laughs> with not the Colorado kind what are you druggy lot C bud but is there like any growth showing at the top of the mangrove? I think so. They've got those little like pointy growth spike things. Yeah. Um, They're looking fine. Okay. I I think we're all right. So I knocked a leaf off of one and then I've got the other one. Did you try to vape it? (laughs) Grind it. (laughs) Then the other one, the two bottom leaves are turning yellow. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's normal. it scares the shit out of me. So it I'm takes really... faith, man. It takes it takes okay. spine. So Probably after no after the leaf water. yellows, yeah. okay, just before, like if you see even a hint of brown on that, that's when it comes off and it goes in the grinder straight to the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a volcano is? I've been to Bakes, Ben. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've met Bruce before. That's right. <laughs> That's right, you've seen one. And if you're having yeah. any problems. It's like the Goodyear blimp, the happy kind. <laughs> right, right. So, but I, I wasn't sure about the yellow. I've been doing all kinds of research. I thought maybe I was giving them too much sun. No, so I took them no, out. no, never too much. Okay, well, they were in this windowsill and, uh, to get as much sun as I could get them. And then while I, the windowsill at night is very cold, so I close the blinds every night. And I was gone for a night earlier this week, and my wife didn't close the blind, so I was worried. Maybe oh, I my God. Are you guys talking Frost about a divorce? Blade. You guys talking yeah, divorce Frost right now? Or, or no, no, no. You will Just, rebuild. You know, she's she's, she's going to maybe have well, to be reprimanded. Right. But. If the mangroves don't make it, <laughs> whoa, whoa, brother, get your affairs in order. These mangroves are a family investment. Now. Right. So I've been, all, I've been really babying them, so well, what I've been doing now – is I take them into the bathroom when I take a shower to get them all steamy. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Not in the shower with me. They're just, you know, they're on the oh. other side of the curtain. So, so what's your end game with this mangrove? 
Um, just to have the biggest fucking like indoor mangrove that's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I have to build a a extra room for the jungle, then so Mm -hmm. be it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's a good thing that you're giving them a little taste of like some Florida humidity there in the bathroom, but you can, you can actually leave them where they are and get like a little mist bottle. And like, I have that. Just just a little misting once or twice a week, and, and they'll be happy. If you take I'm them in the saying, bathroom for number two, maybe once in a while, it'll make them feel like they're <laughs> still back, back here in the lagoon. That smell. That yeah, 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 yeah just smell. throw a it's piece of corn in there. It's a water quality issue. But. A little piece of corn in well, there. Well, my water's, my water's pretty fabulous, and I am misting them. Maybe I'm over-misting them because I think it's fun. They're my little babies, with, so I miss them probably four times a day. Not with bong water either. Colorado bong water. No. <laughs> so uh so i don't know if you guys tell me they're gonna be okay and everything's normal then i'll i'll trust you a little bit but uh, i gotta take it day to day so uh when <laughs> if uh memory so serves right, me bro. correctly you actually had some uh southern visitors this week up uh up in the hills yeah that's right i had a couple other floridians here um i w- not really in town but they were in colorado we all went over to another place and how far away with them uh same place we went before three and a half hours oh day trip day Day trip nice no we did i did (laughs) a breakfast you did it you did an overnight (laughs) yeah because i didn't want to overextend myself the first day because first i had to take my damn boat all the way to the airport and pick one of them up and then drive four hours from there Uh, as long it was a long ordeal to go visit with some friends and do a little fishing while we were at it, it was but it was totally it. worth it. How was oh, the fishing? Um, slow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we knew it would be slow. It was extra cold, and this is a stretch where it's a uh, quant- quality, not quantity. So you never catch a ton of fish, but the fish that you catch are going to be big, and we knew it was going to be slow. I mean, it was. 20 degrees when we put on the river oh my lord so yeah you would have died you would you would have all died um (laughs) sounds like a place uh, i fish in georgia north georgia the the soquee soquee. you get you know those the pretty big chop right (laughs) so but uh we had a good time and i mean we knew i mean the, the the catching of the fish wasn't the priority i hadn't seen these guys in a long time so it was fun to uh row them down the river and just talk shit and shoot the shit all day sounds like a good time so yeah. um, we got a flat tire that uh, was fun uh when we were running shuttle i've we, had uh, i've had fat tire a couple times it's not a bad oh, beer oh, especially on. on a hot fat day tire so played out that was a good beer 25 years ago oh, oh man, you're oh, so yeah. cool yeah. what's Catch the new up. beer weed <laughs> I'm sure there's probably there's probably weed infused beer out there. I'm sure there is. Well, yeah. so uh, Ben, um, you've you've been to Alaska, right? I have. Where where did you visit in the lovely little state of Alaska? We did bullshit uh, Kenai road system deal. Nothing too outrageous at all. We rented a car and drove around and did it ourselves. I didn't. I, we drove down the Kenai as far as I. I don't even remember how far we went, but just pretty low key. Well, you know, um, yeah. I, and I know you haven't met him, but Jimmy's here, and and Jimmy's actually kind of a big deal in Alaska. 
Um, oh, he, cool. He's a float plane pilot. Um, and uh, he uh, he actually is flying so much around the lower half southeast Alaska that he has named all the bears in southeastern oh, wow. Alaska. Every last one of them. Every last one oh, of them. Mm-hmm. Well, lucky guy. What mm-hmm. what is your what, what's what's the one bear that's on the beach at low tide? Oh, Reg. Oh, Reg. 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 Like clockwork, huh? So yeah. Next time you're there, you give a shout out. I mean, they're pretty much like a cow, well, but like, you know, a cow like, that could kill you. That sounds like <laughs> a Lethal. union bear, and he shows up at a point in time. Right. A union bear. <laughs> yeah, he knows the drill. We can't He's handle another strike. So, are Canadians like uh, the Alaskan version of manatees up there? Like, what's your version of a manatee? I don't know. I don't really hit any Canadians with my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Often. <laughs> <laughs> But there's got to be some kind of like, I'm yeah. Like what's I don't what's say what's the what's the animal that like as you're flying a a, a group of oh it's probably gonna be a bit Sandhill Sandhill Crane or Revive Sky and out of the left <laughs> out of the left side of the aircraft you can see these godforsaken goats <laughs> goats really is it, is it goats I will say a goat cannot outrun a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> A manatee can. You know, uh, legend has it that uh, when you get close enough to mountain goats, they actually jump off and fly like flying squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if the uh, are, are they the same like mountain goats that uh, or are those bighorns that you guys have in um, Colorado been? Are they the same? We have, we have both. We have, have bighorns and mountain goats. Yeah, bighorns are way more common than than mountain goats, but we have both. You know, Alaskan goats, the legs on their left side are actually shorter than the ones on their right side because they're always standing on a slope. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have the left-handed and right-handed. And yeah, 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 yeah. And you need two of the same to mate so they don't fall off of the, the mountain. You have to have left-handed with left-handed so they can... Yeah, if, if they mix, it's just an unstable goat and it just, it just exactly. ends poorly. That's insane. Ben, did yeah. you know, it's like did natural you know selection. that Ala- the di- one of the major differences between Alaskan mountain goats and mountain goats that you see in Colorado, the Alaskan mountain goats are one of the only species of mountain goats that don't have eyelids. <laughs> and you can see that when they jump, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. When they jump, they never close their eyes. It's always open. Fascinating. Yeah. I never knew that. That's, I love hanging out with you, Larry. They're you're, they're you're actually very trivia. very remote like cousins of the mullet. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd heard that somewhere. It yeah. sounded familiar. Wait, like yeah. mullet like Are the they... fish or mullet yeah. like your haircut? Yeah, no, like mullet <laughs> like the fish because when Ben was here with us uh, a couple, three weeks ago, we were on the boat and I was letting Ben know that mullet actually never see above the water because they're one of the rare fish that have eyelids. And when mullet jump, they always close their eyes. Out of fear, so they they only see underwater. That and, the, and that was only one of the things that he learned because of my the, the whiskered sea bass. He learned about that yes. species. Well, you know, mullet's a fine meal. Well, I'm sure you can uh, get it right down so here at Goodrich. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. got some fried mullet. Yeah, a little fried mullet. I tried to get uh, Ben to smoked. have some some smoked, uh, yeah, fried smoked. mullet and scrambled eggs, but he wouldn't do it. Mm. No. I don't know if I'm with that. You fried, can really taste though. the human waste. 
Yeah. <laughs> ben, did you have any uh, fried shrimp when you were in town from down at Goodrich? Corn. No, man. I ate. I don't know if I ate any seafood when yeah, I was. You know, there. that's right. Oh. We went to the steak place. Um, yeah. Somebody on our on our Instagram um, said that one of the topics we should cover is the uh, Saturday night all you can eat fried shrimp deal at Goodrich. Right. And, Ooh, well, that sounds really good. Uh, you know what? Do. Goodrich has some of the best damn fried shrimp out there. Oh, I'd so. agree. The West Side. Fantastic. Um, we should start Don't a podcast on Saturday nights, man. That's Load right. up on fried shrimp. And, <laughs> Load up. Yeah. On location podcast. Oh. Never again. No, we've done the on location there. It wasn't It wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Um, I did like a uh, trailer trash bash that someone said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. I was gonna, yeah, that was yeah. kind of neat. No one's going to be able to say that by the end of the night. Right. But, you know. <laughs> so uh, Ben is actually uh, – pretty well traveled and uh he's coming back to florida what oh, really? month and a half uh Somewhere middle of may the, middle of may yeah the bluefish run no about, he's, and, he's going to the keys oh uh bluefish are running about middle of may so we go chase that every year yeah in the keys choppers yeah right. mm-hmm. you're fucking with me that's not no. fucking real <laughs> you you claim to have grown up in south florida or is like this a recent phenomenon because you're a military well, well he, he also didn't know about dion's chicken so well no one in the fucking what is, what is dion's chicken gas station exactly chicken. It's, it's a gas station terrible. it's gas station chicken well, you say that like it's a bad thing well, no, I mean Dodge's is gas station chicken, but it's delicious. There's a dude. That, there's a dude that hangs out in front of gas. what you call there's Dion's chicken, um, like straight up LSD every single day. Like the dude has a lifespan of like three years at this point. Um, yeah, that's not like a real local place. But Bluefish Run, where the fuck is a Bluefish Run? In the okay, from <laughs> basically the south end of. Tavernier. You squinted. I know you're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you had me back. Oh god. All right, I gotta work on the. I gotta work on the squint. Apparently, that's the tell. I need yeah. to play poker with Larry. I know his tell now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I established that at this point in the podcast because <laughs> I'm not getting any more sober. <laughs> so I mean, why, Andrew? Why else would a, a trout weenie be going to the Keys in May? Hmm. Yeah, that's pride. That's, that's where I hope to be. Uh, pride parade. Hand feeding. <laughs> <Saturday. laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> I'm just. It's just one guy thinking. You know what I mean? I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm spitballing here. Buddy. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Here. <laughs> just guessing. So. So a uh, big day up on the on the hill today, huh? Dude, your kid shreds, man. Like, thanks, thanks, oh, dude. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to hammer it home. I mean, he he turns four in a couple weeks, and he skis twice a week, so he's bound to be decent, I think. Dude, so, if he keeps and, it up, he's going to be sponsored by Burton pretty soon. <laughs> Burton skis. <laughs> yeah, snowboards. <laughs> right, right. Like yeah. And I got him right now. I'm keeping him busy. I'm, uh, he's downstairs watching Tarpon movies right now. So just uh, grooming him to, I don't know, maybe over-grooming him, but I'm grooming him to be like me, for, for better or for worse. It's a good plan, man. There's no yes. no shame in that game, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know what his favorite part of uh, Silver Kings is? 
when Bill Basso, when Bill Basso falls off the uh, passing platform. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he, wa- he, wa- he-, he wants to watch that on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys going to be coming down to join us in may uh just depends on what's going on for me um yeah. we're gonna we're gonna actually try to sneak down that way maybe next week um, right and uh now that the uh trailer has a tag Ooh, uh, yeah legit yeah. is your boat legit also oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Before wow. the tag. Yeah. Well, it's a new beginning it is uh, an entirely new era of yeah. uh, legality. Yes, of legality. <laughs> legality. <laughs> We're finally legal. But yeah. we've uh, we got a little cold front coming, I think, Sunday-ish, and we're hoping that uh, maybe a couple days after that blows through, it'll be nice and uh, pleasant down that way. And Andrew and I cool. are going to go see if we can't uh, find some happy mullet and uh, some whiskered sea bass down in uh, nice. Florida Bay. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I wish I could be there, man. We'll say you guys say hi to our friends down there and leave some fish for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just hoping solid. that uh, we're able to give you a solid report, and that when you guys get down there, we can say you should have been here yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's just what I need. Don't worry. I I have a tendency to bring the wind and shit when I go down there. So my hopes aren't real high. I'm just expecting to go down and have a good time with my friends and cruise around on the boat and drink some beers. That's all you can ask. Solid for. plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I know that uh, you are hardcore parenting tonight on the solo. So we'll let yes, you get back to that. Thanks brother for uh, yeah. coming. I on. have one asleep on my back and then Gregory's watching Tarpon. I got to get his teeth brushed and put him to bed and then, <laughs> then dad can relax. Nice. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for checking in. Take care of those mangroves for us. We're expecting a lot best. out of them mm-hmm. and Me uh, too. no pressure. You know, <laughs> Never. Thanks, Carl. You know, <laughs> think of the mangrove as, Always. as as a nipple, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go attack it, you know? Just a little bit of love Gentle. goes a long, Gentle. long way. A light okay? yeah. So yeah, yeah. ease up on trying to make sure that the mangrove's wet all week. Just, a gentle you know. swirl, a gentle swirl of love. That's right. So, <laughs> like kissing the. Uh, we'll light check bulb. back in soon, and and we're, you know, if you get the chance, how about an Instagram post, like like a proof of life to let us know that the mangroves are still still kicking. Mangrove Monday. Sure. I, I mean, it can yeah, just be a story, you know. That's in my plans. It's just I don't want to overdo it and have people get bored of the mangroves like they get bored. Nobody's going to get bored of the mangroves. Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? So, all right. I got to go parent. All right. All right. Thanks, Ben. We'll talk to you soon. Good talk to you guys. All right. See you. So, that was cool. A little uh, careless Ethiopian. Mm. Uh, he hasn't named the mangrove. We should ask them. Yeah, that's oh. true. Manny. There's yeah. that too cliche. Manny the mangrove? Yeah. That's that's almost like Bob the Builder. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it works for a reason. Yeah. Well, Manny and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, what was the bear's name again? Reggie. Reggie. Reg. Reginald. Okay. Right. Yeah. Reginald the mangrove. <laughs> I'll see you down at the country club later. <laughs> so do they have nor'easters out wester? I don't think so. No. Uh, I don't think it'll... I think the that. the nor'easter is nomenclature that only can be geographically 
describing what happens. They're squinting. Northeast. No, 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 no. <laughs> because you have a low pressure system coming in off the Atlantic. Oh, And you've got okay. this so it's like counterclockwise a around. A lo- so it's coming from the northeast. So it's a nor'easter, and it's bringing the moisture in. And then you've got the high coming around the other side. Perfect, yeah, perfect storm. Perfect storm. Just like 91. Mm. Is that what got him? Or was that not like a legit hurricane? What? Perfect that storm? That wasn't even a real story, was it? That was no, 91. Yeah, for real. 91. Fuck yeah, it was yeah. a real story. Really? Fuck yeah, yeah, the Halloween swell of 91. Yeah. That Halloween. was the perfect storm huge. going up, and then there was like when a it killer got, swell when it got here. here. Yeah, it was a huge swell, and people okay, started it. Okay, have you been paying... All right, you yeah. do stuff with fluid, right? Yeah. I do I stuff with fluid. <laughs> I can't believe Nasty. I can't believe that like <laughs> Yeah, like they've been like huge when the South Florida swells. Uh, the swells like coming up the coast, like I mean it's amazing swell going on right now. It's like the biggest it's been in a long time. Yeah. And it's a very similar setup where they had the storm go up. Oh, I believe it's possible. I didn't know Perfect Storm was like a real thing. Well, Absolutely. if Mark Wahlberg's in it, it's a right. true story. It's a true story. <laughs> oh, is Just like, like Lone right. Survivor. Is that like Point Break? Right. Point Break. <laughs> that was Patrick the fir- Swayze. The first you, one. You were welcome. The first one, the first one was real. The Not second one was bullshit. <laughs> they made a second one? Yeah, there was a new one. I don't No, there think, isn't. No. They only made one. I didn't see the second one, so it's not real to me. The um, two Utah, yeah, two make it two. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, oh yeah, all the surfer dudes are down in like Delray. Yeah, I couldn't Standing imagine. Up. I couldn't imagine just being like a old retired folk watching that from your balcony. I mean, that shit looked like Hawaii or something. Yeah, oh was, yeah, it was pumping. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even out there in Daytona, it was like massive, but. I saw no one there, so I figured they're all down south. Um, down south the- was happening like yesterday, day before. I think it's like kind of moved up closer now. There's something to do with the kind of geography of the coastline, where when the state bends around, it cleans up. Okay. You know, there's less wind. I don't know. I don't know the. You know, Gulf I'm not stream. a scientist. Yeah, I'm not a scientist. Is there any surfing out in Alaska? Actually, yeah. yes. Really? I think it's off Kodiak. One of the, off one of the islands. You can actually. There's actually some pretty crazy swells. My uh, roommate all summer long was a big surfer, and he was watching these videos, and he was just like, "Dude, gotta go to Kodiak, man, bro. I'm gonna catch some swells." It's like and freeze your ass off. Yeah, fuck that. Full like. Or you wait for a glacier to calve. <laughs> yeah. Calve. Yeah. And you. That's it. Nothing better than coming into the beach and seeing timing. a brown bear waiting for you. Right. <laughs> or a killer whale. Well, there's nothing like hey, dressing hey, like a seal. There's no recorded death of a person by a killer whale in the wild, only at SeaWorld. Right. So the the new thing for all the meteorologist folks, hurricanes used to be the only named storms. Yeah. But after there was like some storm and they're like, oh, nobody paid attention to it because, you know, it's just a winter storm coming. So now they name winter storms as well. So this is Winter Storm Riley. Oh wow! So did they start at A? Like hurricanes? I don't know. You know how I they go know. through yeah, the alphabet? I don't know. I don't know how they do that. God, but it's a lot of winter storms. Um, check this out. Like I'm not sure exactly uh, what beach this happened on, but this is fucking Florida surf. This is a cat. Holy that's, shit. That's Drew Hasselhoff. He's from New Smyrna. I mean, look and he went, he chased it. He 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 went down south and he's been chasing it up yeah. the coast. I mean that 
that's well, pretty freaking. It's like Wilds was out. Uh, yeah, up in South Carolina. Yeah. I talked to him the day that he was out there. I'm, I can imagine that was cold as fuck. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and, and if you look behind that photo, it looked like, you know, the oceans are pretty calm considering. So, Well, um, it, yeah, because what happened is um, the storm went, you know, it was a couple hundred miles or more off. Yeah. Blew up the swell. But after that storm had already passed, it takes a while for the swell to get here. And we had west wind. So it's like Laid cleaned it. up mm. and nice and clean. And wow. that's what you saw there. Hmm. So you're just getting the ground swell. Yeah. It's a whole other way of thinking. So. Well, surf trashing. Yeah. That's what we do. That's right. All right. This is a surfing podcast, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that, what, is that is that where the basis of the scurf new came from? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. Part so you can board. Yeah. Well, you can go uh, new fishing. Yeah, half the time, and then when it picks up, it's kind of put throw it under your arm and throw across the beach. You know, run across the beach there and. Is that hang made by ten man? Is that made by boat? Who makes that? <laughs> but not B O T E boat. Boate. Right. <laughs> Getting it's, some uh, boté. Right. <laughs> is is it boat or is it YOLO? Oh. Is it the same company? No. No. Okay. There's a... There's you've never heard of YOLO? YOLO? That's a big West Coast thing. Panhandle thing, right? Uh, Fort Myers. Oh, see, I thought it was... I thought they were out of... Uh, well, I've seen a lot of them in Fort Myers. I'm sure they're probably out of okay. somewhere else, but... I'd love, to see someone, I'd love to see someone surf a fucking canoe. That would be sick. That's, ha- that's going to happen. Uh, you just volunteered yourself, sir. Well, just made a nice video on the Instagram there. Right. So we we'd mentioned a little bit about boats and like... Lineage. That was on a break. No, no, no. When we were talking to Ben... Um, oh. Carl has done a little research. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, finish my thought. We mentioned something that had been said on Instagram. And another thing that was said on Instagram was, what about an entry-level skiff? Discuss. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, so Carl actually read that comment on the Instagram and took it to heart. And, I made and some calls. Made some calls. What's the price range that you're talking about here? We're talking about well, sub 10000 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, Tough. Go. Yeah. Well, it's sub 10000 really narrows down what you're going to get. I mean, at the so end like of the a day. Surfboard, a paddleboard. And a... <clears throat> well, there's just a trailer. This, you swim. <laughs> <laughs> you're swimming. You got an outboard maybe in a box in your garage. But the, uh, I mean, ad, as it turns out, you know, I knew there was a couple options. We know there's a couple options. Ginu is kind of like an obvious. Yeah. But. Like Gladesman. Use Gladesman. Uh, yeah, Gladesman. Because I don't think you can buy a Gladesman. Not, no, they don't not, make not it anymore. New. They don't yeah. make it anymore. No. So you've got, I mean, just because it's kind of local here and, and they're everywhere. Ginu. You've got. Uh, the other one's Toey. The Calusa. Yeah. Well, the Calusa is simply uh, one, like of, model. one of the models. Yeah. So, so they're all sub-10? 
Um, no, actually, no, no, yeah, no. No, a, no, no, the, no, no. The Calusa is like their higher end hull, and it the Seminole. The Seminole, okay, is the entry level, okay. Bare, bare bones, okay, yeah, bare bones. So not opted. There's Re- like absolutely no options. They do make their own trailer, so it's Reggie Bones, yeah, Reggie, a Reggie, a trailer, which is their like proprietary trailer, and I think. 15 horsepower 9.9 mm-hmm. horsepower something like that is sub 10 you can the average towy is kind of fifteen thousand dollars or so so you've got those two the difference is a ginu is like canoe based it really is in construction and you know shape and size it is kind of a hybrid between a boat and a canoe towy thinks well i mean that's kind of their their sales pitch is that it's a little farther towards boat okay uh they are a little tougher they do you know people row them and rivers and that kind of stuff so it's a little tougher on the bottom um a little tougher construction uh as the list goes well hold on yeah so mark i believe has had time in a towy yes i have, I have had time in a towy I have n- none. Okay. Never, I've never touched one. Seen one. I've fished a towy probably four to six, maybe as many as eight times. And wow. I actually fished the first towy with a pulling platform on it. Because like you were saying, Carl, when they originally started producing the towy, the idea for that was a kind of a crossover where you could use it on still water, um, rivers, etc., with a motor. But then they also did a drop-in rowing frame. Right. Yeah. So you I could, remember that. Um, uh, you could run it up the river on. It, it, it was like the power drifter. Right. You could run it up. And then you have the rowing frame, and you could then row back down. And um, someone that I know from uh, Southern Culture on the Fly, he ended up with a towy, and knowing that he was going to be in Florida, talked to Todd, who's um, the owner of towy, and they started working on getting a little platform for it. Who I spoke to today. Yeah. Nice guy. That super awesome guy. Built in. He's actually from kind of all over. He spent some time in the Keys, mm-hmm. I guess, growing up back and forth to the Keys and to Charleston. And uh, they're built now. He's now in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. McMinnville, yeah. I believe. Something like Somewhere that. Somewhere close to McMinnville, yeah. anyway. Um, so you have GNU, Toei. What else? The, oh, yeah, yeah. Mark, you've spent time on a, on a Toei. What was your impression of it? An excellent platform. Stability. You're wider than oh. a GNU. Yep. I was only on the bow, so casting. Bow hog. <laughs> what a dick. Casting, you're plenty stable. You don't have to worry about that canoe. Right. Balancing act, and I love. I think it would work great out here. I think they carry a little bit more beam forward than a. They than do. A yes, they do. They don't taper quite as quick, uh, where. M- I would say a comparable model, maybe like the two biggest Ginus, maybe have 
similar dimensions on paper, but the Toei would be probably a little bit bigger and be a more of a gladesman or possibly glade skiff contender. Well, what I what I would tell you that I like about the Toei versus a Ginu, and I have ex- extensive experience in a Ginu classic mm-hmm. hull, which is the largest yeah. Ginu hull. Yeah. The the way that the Ginu has the chine right at the waterline, it's loud as fuck. It's a loud right. skiff boat. And the joke is, hey, it's boat parking here. What are you doing with your Ginu? Right. Um, where a Toei really has no chine like that. It's, rounded it's over. It's rounded yeah. over. It comes up. You've got the, the gunnel height. I've ridden... Actually, I was running the the towie on the way back because I wanted to see how it performed on a really windy ass, shitty northeast wind day coming from like down in the Poland Troll Zone, mm-hmm. and I I took it across Tiger Basin to see how it took the waves and the water, and it was actually a relatively speaking dry ride, mm-hmm. took the water no problem, and I want to say that the when the one that I was in probably had a 15 on it, a little yeah, 15 they're all, Yamaha. They're, they're pretty light power-wise. I but, mean, like 25, I think, is like top, it, top, tops. Yeah, but the 15, yeah. it was it was moving on out. Yeah. It, it was really surprising how quick the boat was. Um, things that I would change, I, I'm not a big fan of the rod storage system. Um I don't know how that would change. It might be just a faculty of how the boat is built. That's the only option. It's almost I think like so. yeah. It's almost like a like a tray that a you tray. lay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, something different. Well, and I think there's flotation underneath them. There is. Yeah. And and the thing is, if you're talking about that price range, you're going to have to take some things that you might not otherwise want. Right. But it's the, it's the trade off. Right. It sounds know? like all these are glade skiff. Like, yeah, it's pretty close to like that. That would be well with the, in that price range. You figure if you go much higher in horsepower, you've eaten up your entire budget on an um, outboard no trailer. So you've got you know retail price on a trailer and a motor, say twenty five horsepower motor and a and an average trailer. You're four thousand between four and. I mean, on like a really good day, four to six, maybe forty five hundred to six thousand. Wow! Um, just in in motor and trailer. Yeah, that so, Craigslist pricing. Um, no, Craigslist. I would say OBO at the end, <laughs> or say, is this pro bro? Yeah, yeah, like pro bro deal. That's the four thousand. This is like you know for bros. Does it come with stickers? It, again. It depends how much of bros we are, <laughs> like how tight we are. Um, the so yeah, you you there's no real size, and there's no real like I mean horsepower is twenty or twenty five horsepower kind mm-hmm. of class boat right all the way across the board. Um, other kind of mentions in the class, uh, skimmer. Uh huh. Oh yeah. They have a fourteen. So it'll take a. You spent time on yeah. one today. I've that been was the fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Dry enough. Right. 
Um, he has a bunch of shit hanging off of that. Though. Well, the the problem is, is you know, what kind of power does he have? Twenty five, right? I want to say twenty five. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna have. It's the Bigfoot, though, right? The four stroke. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it, it's tippy. Yeah. For I mean, it seems like a pretty wide boat for being how tippity it is. I, yeah, I mean that's there's a lot to do with length there too. Uh, you know what I mean? True. It's just it's just small. I mean, overall, you just don't have that much surface area in the water. Now, what about Glasser and his new right water? 12? The right water. I the didn't 12. really. I didn't really consider that one. Didn't really come to mind. But I believe it is kind of. I believe it's sub ten for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Don't quote me on price. But no. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I guess something to keep your eye out for. I don't. I've seen. The one. You know, this is an honest engine question. If you bought the right water, which, and had a outboard, whether it's a 15 or a 25, like say it's a tiller setup, mm-hmm. you could take the motor off and you could actually put that boat in the bed of your truck. I think that's part not, of the design. Not even ha- so you can eliminate the cost of a trailer right there. That'd yep. be insane. Yeah. That's actually how I move around the old uh, Barracuda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be cool Trailers for some of the schmucks. fishing up here. I um, think that's the ideal with that right water thing is that there's not it's not necessarily a trailer boat. So right. you can dump it off the side of wonder a road what the weight somewhere. Is, I wonder what the weight of it is though. Cuz like, you know, is it is it a leftable? You have to have a buddy going uh, with you, kind of a deal. I think by twelve feet, it's probably going to be goofy enough. You got to think about like a four by eight sheet of plywood. Anything much bigger than that, you kind of you know. Yeah, you can four by somebody 10, else. You could probably like tough it out. You can tough it out. Five by twelve, you're probably not going to be huffing even a sheet of plywood over your head at five by twelve. Right. You know what I mean? So a That's buddy. a fucking very practical way of looking at it. Well, you know. It never even occurred to me to dissect no. it at that right. level. No, right. is that from Home Depot or from Lowe's? Well, the 5 by 12 is not going to come from Home Depot. I mean, if it was Yellowwood. <laughs> yeah. If it, it was Yellowwood. Yellowwood. Yellow well, you don't have to worry about rot quite as much with the Yellowwood. So it would be denser. Right. So would we go with the yellow cedar instead? It would be too bendy. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm not saying to go get a piece of plywood. Yeah, I mean, I have a 12-foot canoe that weighs 80 pounds. I think Alan Jackson wrote a song about a plywood boat. Mm -hmm. Did he? Just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I know what the break song will be. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Rightwater 12, something to kind of look at, I guess. Uh, Kind of new. I don't think he's, like, cranking them out Did you talk to, uh, what is it, um... Salt Marsh? Talk to, yeah, which would be Uh, Acona, Salt Marsh. Okay. Kind of. Tavernier. Tavernier. Would you consider boat group? Uh, would you even consider Solo Skiff to be in that category? No, no. Would you consider it's, that? It's because it's a fucking gimmick. Joke? That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it was just kind of too small, and it's the same reason why the Skinu really didn't make it. It's a paddle craft. That it and it's a an single angler, yeah, kind of class. So it's more of a paddleboard. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. There's like that kind of hybrid paddleboard skiff, yeah. you know, where there's a solo skiff. There's the Rover. what is it? The the uh, ambush, the little yeah. ambush boat works or whatever. Yeah. Still kind of you know super small. Not you know I'm, I guess two anglers would be a rule. Pushing it. Yeah. 
would kind of be a rule to you know when I was uh, looking around today with salt marsh. There's actually, I mean, and I've got to word this right because I don't mean it to come out bad at all. Super nice people. They're really well done, inexpensive boats. Okay. But you can, you know, there's to somebody that you know may work on boats or built boats ever, or has you know just been around for a long time. You can tell that there was some things done to make them less expensive, not to make them you know any better or worse. But, you know... There were some cost-saving measures right. that went into the construction. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, a, a terrible thing by any means. Um, you know, all of it's very usable. Everything seems, you know, built to last. Uh, but they have three entries in really? sub-$10,000 boats. Yeah, they have the 14 salt marsh, kind of the more square salt marsh, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. modified V, right. almost like the John boat kind yeah. of thing. Um, the... Ancona native fourteen is sub ten thousand, and then the Shadowcast sixteen. Ancona, and there we <clears> go. <throat> we have gone full circle. Jimmy was told to watch a river runs through it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carl brings up the Shadowcast. Shadow cast. <laughs> Holy fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a motherfucking fly fishing podcast. (laughs) It's history. We're that good. We're making history tonight. That's right. But I, you know, as far as getting out there, getting into first boat, something that's not going to cost a ton of money. I was actually kind of surprised once I thought about it, how many there really were. See, I think we would have the same conversation about sandals too. Mm, yes. Like, I was about to go buy a pair of old Kai's, but I didn't really realize they were like 150 fucking dollars. They're pretty ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's an ass for every seat and a seat for every ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, you know, there's there are some higher end boats. Um and not to take anything away from any of the, the higher end stuff, you always you get what you pay for. Um but the forty five to fifty five thousand dollar range is a pretty well represented class. Um you know, and I think you could go every thousand or two between ten and you know, eighty and have a boat to fit that. What's an eighty thousand dollars skiff? Um, I think ridiculous. If you opted out. Well, like, I don't know. Yeah, you better be able to make obviously. coffee at that point. But <laughs> yeah, is there yeah. an eighty thousand dollars skiff? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the the Chittum Chittum. Legacy was super expensive. Well, uh, so when you have a skiff that light, like, is there any other problems like structurally you run into? Like, does the ride suffer because it's so light? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah. Um. The legacy stuff, they don't do that. Like, like the new one is a little, is the new one's priced with, you know, everybody else with all the kind of the Maverick stuff and, and whoever. But the, I was kind of surprised when I actually sat down and thought about it. Like, man, you know, to get out there, get on the water, have a engine warranty, like have something new, you know, that's going to last for a while. Like how many, you know, 
options you actually had. I thought it would be a lot tougher to find that kind of $99.99 well, you know, price point. The, the other thing that we haven't even touched on is I've seen more John has put several designs out where you can buy the the the, the plans and build your own skiff mm-hmm. for like pennies on the dollar even right. in the $10,000 range right. and it's like there's a couple of people that he's posted pictures that it's like I'm looking at the skiffs that are coming out and I'm like yeah, holy decent. crap this is pretty yeah I mean I don't feel I have a the time, b the ability. I think it takes like space. Is you that what it mean? is? Like I think it takes like a you know a big garage. Yeah, or but a you do this all the time. You do this for a living. Yeah, like, it's intimidating to think. Okay, I'm going to buy a set of plans <laughs> yeah. and like cut a template of you know and, bias, fiber yeah. bias, put all the yeah. yeah yeah. I mean, it, I could see that. I mean, it it would be the same for me probably. And it takes just as much room for me to do it and time for me to do it as some anybody else. You know, it's one of those uh, things where it just takes. Well, I, I'm, you know, awesome. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm great and all, but nope. the, uh, <laughs> but the uh, you know, it takes a big garage or a barn out back or somewhere where you have enough room. Right. You know, a younger dude that's uh, living in an apartment. Yeah, ain't gonna yeah. ain't gonna swing it exactly. And if you're renting a shop to do it more than likely to try to stay under 10,000, but you'll blow through you'll it blow. And, and rent electric and, you know, your outboard and your, and your trailer. It'll, so what's the materials really? What's the option on finding, um, like an old Johnson skiff and putting a, a casting deck on it and, you know, maybe building up the transom to, to take the, height motor that you're gonna put on it it's a little bit of a slippery slope but if done right Uh i think would produce probably the best of class because there's a quite a few that you can find kind of quote unquote like project hall banana river skiff okay rare but like you know if you Uh spend enough time screwing around um there was a couple of those that I was thinking about today. Banana River skiff you can find cheap once in a while. Doesn't Crystal Murray isn't the skiff that she and her husband have? Isn't it a a Johnson that they renovated and turned into a really badass little flat skiff? There's a couple really decked out ones. Couple. A buddy of mine, Jacob Furman, has one that he actually made some pretty wild changes to the actual hull. He made right. some like wild changes at all and, and painted it all up and so. And it's 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 real sweet. I've looked at the Johnson skiff and thought it would be a really cool flats boat if you could get rid of some of the freeboard. So yeah, it's a little tall. It's a little tall. Well, well, from the standpoint of when you're pulling it, if it's a little bit windy, you know, it's going to want to weather vane into the wind. You know, like if you can shrink that down, so like. What's the feasibility of getting something like that and then taking a sawzall and taking seven inches or six inches of the freeboard you off? You know, of I've it? often thought about that, and, the, and it's a question I can't really answer. Really? Yeah. You, I've often, you won't know until you yeah, do it. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, some old, weird kind of runabout stuff. Um, just stuff that I've come across, you know, like uh, through time. And I was like, man, you could just put a laser lo- like level on that thing. Uh huh cut it off and 
it looks like you know from from just looking at the boat you're thinking it's that that'll thing will be quiet or be swift or you know has the kind of dead rise or entry or whatever that i'm looking for however it's just some weird kind of little runabouty boat right um i think getting that deep might be kind of would run the numbers up too far but there are some you know like i was saying banana river skiff and and that johnson johnson has like a couple a few models i feel like you know over i don't know maybe the same size through over time or a couple different sizes whatever where you can find an old one cheap enough right um i mean i see i've seen them on craigslist here like space coast craigslist for like project hull 350 bucks yeah most importantly needs a title okay i would go you know what i mean that's most of the time something sitting out back came with the house that you bought you know sitting that grass is growing out of it well then have a title then you well then you just make it a home built -built carl skiff right everybody wants that carl skiff that's right Ready to, uh, I need a breather. You need a breather? Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew's AKA tapping out. Peace. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take a little break real quick, regroup, rethink what we're doing. we've taken in a mm-hmm. while uh, mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and the sad thing is well, some of the asleep. stories that were told would have been really been good really yeah. good for a podcast <laughs> oh yeah you guys are really missing out mm-hmm. but let's take but, a break from good stories and make a podcast for a little while let's do that <laughs> and then if you ever come up with anything good we'll take another break talk about it in the kitchen yeah, about fucking aviation Avi- there was aviation minute you know it was funny I, I noticed like Everybody drifted away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy and I were over there talking V1 and rotating, fucking rotating <laughs> and fucking getting squirrely on the tail wheel. Mm-hmm. Just shoot, and all just, of a sudden we were by ourselves. Just shooting VFRs and just doing <laughs> things and flying under the radars and all kind of stuff. A lot of R's. Mm-hmm. All kinds of R's. Well, that's because we're pirates. Or, yeah. And pilots. Well, do you know what a pilot <laughs> uh, pirate's favorite letter is? R. You would think it's the R, but it's really the P because it's just like an R because it's missing the leg. <laughs> it's not. That's wow. not how the joke that goes. Was the longest, <laughs> that was the longest fucking punchline in most detailed it's The joke goes, ever. you think it's the R, but it's the C. <laughs> the C. I said the P. I know, but that's not how the joke goes. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's right, rewriting I'm jokes taking, over here. Rewriting <laughs> comedy over here. I'm taking Carl on the comedy. Well, you want to do another so, quick beer? So, are you, are you telling me that uh, Jimmy and I were boring you guys? Like, you guys, like... No, I didn't retreated. hear one. You guys retreated over here to fucking turkey shooting videos? 
That shit was way more way. interesting. Mm-hmm. We watched a speedboat scuba dive. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a who's who of YouTube garbage. <laughs> you know, Carl, I, I thought that uh, you were going to start doing uh, some vlogging. You know, I I kicked it off a little bit, and I was going to do more stuff about the shop. Because I mean, it, vlogs uh, are where it's at. Well, it's very cool, very very cool. Uh, but as it turns out, it takes time Cutting and effort. Edge. Takes Cutting t- edge. Time and effort. Well, because don't the fact don't, that you I have mean, to do more than. Please you know, tell me you have few. it on the hard drive. The the uh, long lost Charleston. Oh, I have video. some. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's in the what? cloud. That, that has got to be revealed yeah. at some point in yeah. the future. Well, we yeah. The long the long story there is. <laughs> Last year we went to Charleston. We, uh, what was it? the Taylor's Ball? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, a flood tide co event. Event, and I just handed around a uh, a GoPro for a couple oh. of few hours and did some did I've been some dying uh, to see this. impromptu kind of interviews. Interview, nice. yeah, yeah, interviews and. Some just got to know the crowd. That's right. So yeah. Just get a little flavor of the lifestyle. Right. Of some individuals. Right. Notable friends of ours and stuff. Notable social media celebrities. Right. Oh, man. Did you meet that Paul Pucklick guy? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Pucklick's on there. <laughs> um, I just filled out a uh, like a survey thing Lawson sent me the other day. Really? Did you get that? Yeah, it was like an email survey or I something. I did get it. Mm. Yeah, did I did get it, it. Yeah, I did because he was like, I've selected you because you were one of the exclusive people. Yeah, and now fuck. Andrew's like, hey, did you get that? <laughs> that son fuck. of a bitch, I didn't make I it, man. I want my fucking five minutes back. <laughs> I didn't make the cut. No? No, I didn't make the cut. I didn't see it. There was not even like talk of a free sticker or anything. What was I mean, it like? Are we doing a good job? What is it? It was just like, normal email survey well it's like kind of a, a trying to get what people think or the individual that's taking it like what is flood tide like what what brands do you what does flood tide mean to you kind of, kind of that like you know what what is it and like what other brands would you are similar and why and things like that they're just trying to dial in their Probably went straight to your spam. Dude, I'm going to make one. Yeah? Yeah. About what? Me. Yeah? Yeah. It's going to be that same. If I'm just going to make one up, but it's going to be like, so what does Carl Granger mean to you? What other uh, people you, would you, you can do it on SurveyMonkey. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, it's going to be a big email blast. What does Carl Granger mean to you? Right. When what I'm doing it on SurveyMonkey, I would be right. like syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> syphilis is not a turtle. <laughs> I don't know that That's much. Scythius. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> we really need to have the the video camera. We're, it seems like every episode we're building and building and building infrastructure, and I think video might be one of the next steps. Yeah. Well, my truck's in service and it left all my video stuff in it, so let's hope it's still there when I get it back. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the vlogger. 
talking no, about. No, that's I got that at the house. That's on that's on my computer. That's on yeah. archive. Yeah. That's in the cloud. Like if there's a fire, it's on the cloud. It's all right. That's that's not footage you want to lose. No. Precious. Andrew's lost footage before. What have you done to alleviate that potential problem moving forward, Andrew? Uh less Nothing. beer. <laughs> less <laughs> less booze. I'm still putting it on hard drives that could fail. <laughs> I want to live off the grid and make a hard drive out of sand. Um, mm. Yeah, like it costs fucking five hundred dollars to recover a hard drive. Like, that's uh, fucking unreal. You know what it costs to uh, have cloud storage? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> the government's even. controlling that shit, man. That's a, that's a whole lot less than the five hundred. You want Big Brother looking at your dick pics, man? Put them on the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of dick pics there. Back it up on floppy That's right Jeez. Nobody's gonna look there no. You could probably just keep yours on the SD card So I mean you know, I feel uh, like that's a I think, feel like something just happened there So uh <laughs> I was up in Nashville earlier this week Oh yeah that's And right. uh, over the last couple of few months uh, I've been going up there on the regular And uh kind of interesting nashville has had its first ever female mayor uh she was elected recently and like wildly popular super rock star politician until a scandal oh a political scandal you don't say not a political scandal a she's banging her security guard scandal and, I hope uh, using protection. And she she basically is like, yeah, well, okay. Shit happens. There's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. And What qualifies it as a scandal? Well, I don't know. But what if you don't give a shit? Like, she didn't say she, like, yeah. she didn't give a shit. She was like, whatever, fuck off. Right. Yeah, I needed some strange, and I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, More power. when I was up there earlier this week, she resigned. Because you came rolling Not up fair. Not fair. So... What actually ended up bringing her stellar mayoral career to a grinding halt was they figured out that the uh, sergeant with the Nashville Metro Police Department that was her, who was chief of the security detail, apparently he had accrued like hundreds of hours of overtime Oh, and uh, <laughs> oh man, uh oh, uh, sleepover time. Yeah, yeah I guess little, I guess when you're getting overtime. paid for the for the sleepover, mm-hmm. it's like frowned upon. So uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, she paid back, and I I, don't, I I didn't follow that part of it, but she had to pay back like fifteen thousand dollars. He paid back forty five thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! They they both pled guilty. They both pled guilty to like grand theft, and they're each only getting three years of probation. But um, the reason I brought it up. Really slips my mind. At the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is going to tie back in." It's, it's, probably it's, good. Yeah. it's going to at some yeah. point, but uh, unfortunately, probably too many beers on the break. Mm-hmm. 
But I'll, I'll remember why I've brought it up, and I'll bring it back <laughs> in a few minutes. Full circle. Yeah. Well, I like a good un- unapologetic <laughs> sex scandal. You know what I mean? With a mayor. And Man, I really had a fucking awesome point to make. I feel I like that was going to be out of the park. <laughs> uh, well, it's a double, if nothing it was, else. It was going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I promise you, yeah. it was going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was with yeah. it. Well, so what have you been up to? Personally? Other yeah. than banging nothing, the mayor. Nothing. Banging some broad. She's a mayor or something. I don't know. She paid me 45000 <laughs> Rubbing fiberglass over stuff. She's rubbing fiberglass all over some mayor in Tennessee. You got the money, honey. I got the time. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I spent, I had like a pre-spring break. Um, like my spring break starts today. Actually, oh god, spring break at 36. This feels awesome. <laughs> We're right up the street from Daytona Beach. We can make it. Sun's out, guns got, out. Yeah, hold on. Hey, yo, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jesus. And you fly airplanes? <laughs> Can't even fly a microphone. <laughs> well, it's now that all of our listeners are bleeding from the ears. <laughs> <laughs> So, in the spirit of what has become quite the shit show, let's go ahead and all crack open. Hold up, I gotta go. Careful. The Denali Brewing Twister Creek. Twister (laughs) Creek. India's Pale Ale. Actually, can you grab me one of the double IPAs? Ugh. It's the IBUs are right on the front of the can. Oh, Oh, yep. Careful, careful. Yep. 71. I'm not going to make anybody guess. Well, right out good. of Alaska. Alaska. Our second, comma, northernmost beer. Not our second northernmost beer. This is our second northernmost. northernmost. Yes. Oof. Because they're they're both from Talkeetna. Right. Careful, Carl. Did, uh, so, this is a beer from whilst um, Michael Marco flew for Talkeetna Air Service. So, th- is this a beer that he would probably be familiar with? Seeing how you talking shark? I'm, I'm assu- I mean, maybe. I'm assuming that there's only one Talkeetna in only Alaska. One. I mean, possibly he may have drank it at some point. So, one of the things that I noticed earlier, and I meant to comment on, is there like a class that you take when you decide that you're going to work professionally or? not professionally in Alaska on how to pronounce the fucking township names. Well, it's pretty much just uh, fuck it up until somebody corrects you. <laughs> Cause I mean, you, you rolled a couple of them where I was like, how in the hell would you spell that? You can't just listen a couple times. Then once you hear it, you go, okay, I think I can try that now. <laughs> Talkeetna. That makes sense. And the more you drink, the better it rolls off of your tongue. Right. Talkeetna. Well, it's kind of like the well, it's, Alaska it's, State Sports drinking. Is it Talkeetna or Talkeetna? Talkeetna. 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 What does that mean? Does that mean anything about turtles in Alaska? You, need, means, to li- you need to live in an igloo and drink I mean, bush to understand it. Right. Take a squaw. What is a squaw? It's a square. But with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> 
like to put in my formal uh, <laughs> resignation. Resignation? <laughs> the hell's a resignation? That's like resignation with an accent. Resignation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're starting spring break there, huh? Yeah, I'm going in hard. Um, you caught me right as I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ripping a slice right now. Um, yeah, so I had a spring break before my spring break, pretty much. So I went down, you know, dicked around the keys a little bit in a canoe. Um, well, you this week you were actually back because you had some kind of juried event. What, what was that? Was it like some kind of jury duty review of like your work product for the semester so far kind of like a midterm oh uh we had a critique yeah um, critique that's so, what it is so i have a i call it feminist studies class because it's pretty much what it is but it's a photo class and it seems like larry has this magical like sense about him to call right at the hour and a half mark during a three-hour class and it's just like the most perfect timing well i have an alarm on my phone <laughs> it's more of a sensor like when the conversation like turns too stagnant and it's like oh i should be expecting a call from larry in you know 15 mm. minutes but mm. yeah so how to do that this weekend psst, psst. this week yeah psst, psst. <laughs> excuse me as a client that's what that's what my always ex- you know my excuse for that because you know they help let us you know take client calls and stuff but um yeah so i had to come up here for literally two days of class um in those two days, I spent 24 hours at school, so two 12 hours. Holy days. crap. Wow. Yeah, so. So, kind of did you present any of your works? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you were in it. So, tell us, like, what did you present? Uh, Was it a film? Was it print photography? What? If you're trying to get at the Rio stuff. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm actually asking about your schoolwork. <laughs> Thank you. The whole squinting thing's got me thrown off. Um, well, see, that was that was the trap that I laid earlier, where you <laughs> thought that you'd figured out my tell. So, continue. Spring on me. Um, no, it was a bunch of photos and stuff. Um, we had five prints. Um, today, I had to go run a UCF and drop off like eleven photographs for this art buyout lease type thing uh i give them the prints for a year they give me like 100 bucks per print and then i get them back at the end of the year if they don't choose to buy them so this is a bunch of boring shit so the photos that you took and printed yeah your classmates as well as your professor yeah spent time giving you input or critiquing your work about how we're killing innocent animals and you know the whole i have a lot of hunting photos this uh this week so they were all about bambi and okay so mm. the the photos Delicious. that that's touchy that they were looking at they were a little taken back by the um, subject matter yeah my teacher's vegan Rawness. so it's kind of like a well that's gonna bias. be a little bit of an indicator and, and one of her comments this week was um this is just my personal bias and you know it's only that um, these photos are hard to look at. And I'm like, well. Then send her a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really hard. You think that's at. hard. <laughs> <laughs> if that meat upsets you. <laughs> she doesn't eat meat, man. Right. So what, what so, were some of the other uh, things that you got to enjoy? Well, 
there's one lady in my class. Okay. I forgot to bring up. Um, Why do you say lady? Well, is, lady? Is it because she's older? Is and, she an older, uh, older woman? And photograph herself servicing her uh, husband. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my. So this is... Well, this she's is... married in the eyes of the Lord, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so about. this is exhibition 102. <laughs> Pre, uh, Damn it, Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sincerely scared for his health. You should be. I mean, he's got a steady hand, though, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you're a lefty. He's got a yeah, pilot's yeah, touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, it's a thesis class, so it's all of our work that's going to be memorialized in the museum for years to come after we graduate. So uh, some of us will be. This is like the big hurrah. Yeah. And, and she put people... her old man's dick out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is it really that graphic? You're like. No, it's you, not. You, it's... Know, you now know her husband. I didn't see his dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's like a. It was, she's a photographer, so she did it in a way that you couldn't really see anything, um, unless he doesn't have a dick, and then you know maybe he didn't have a dick. So, <laughs> wh- what's the appropriateness of like? I mean, is the what's what's the goal of her photography? What what was your critique? What's it, yeah, of what's her the statement? Work? Like, yeah, well, I, I I fuck. You know what, I mean? what the what is she trying to say? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, I mean, seriously. Okay, so this is your opportunity. Like, tell us. Like, <laughs> did, did you just sit there quietly hoping that class would be fucking over? Or did yes. you, how do you present or that? Or did you did say, I think that this is total bullshit that I have to look at this? Oh, I don't have the balls for that shit. Oh, but, apparently he did though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Like, so she just gets up in the front of class and she says, "Class." Yeah. So it's like it's been a good time. I just want to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I double down on my old man. Enjoy. Well, her, so each of these artworks have an artist statement. Hers was like, um, God, I hope she's. He was this. bitten by a rattlesnake. Uh, I was saving his life. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a college. College. You're in college. You know, you're a college student. Right. You're a learned individual. Pretty much. Right. And you're supposed to go through this like vetting process of your thoughts, where you write it down on a, like a, a short mm-hmm. memo about what your art is about, and in that artist statement. She writes about her work, how um, there's three levels of photographs, and the one where she was giving her husband a blowjob was, you know, part of this. And uh, What was it, level three? <laughs> level two, actually. Level two. That's second base nowadays? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. I'm yeah. Move up. But, 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 but she says, she says to my, like, 70-year-old teacher to be able to fuck out his fantasies as oh. part of, like... A formal artist statement that was going in a museum. Like, this shit doesn't exist beyond art school. Like, I don't understand how it's acceptable to have that kind of shit in a museum. You know? All right, so... Well... So, that's one of your fellow students. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, was she also taken back by the graphic nature of your outdoor photography and the fact that not animals her. may or may not have died? No, she's a meat eater. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. 
God bless Carl. Well, and even even if she was vegetarian, she sure does like the bone. <laughs> Might not eat meat. Shit. <laughs> All right, get down, get down to business. Get, let's get down to business. Oh, Jesus Christ! How many titties were there? So, huh? all right. So, how many people are in this Shut class? <laughs> all right. So, so we've got. I look at both all day. I misses. drink to forget this shit, man. Uh-huh. Oh, but we're gonna relive it for just a little bit. <laughs> oh, so, all right. Instead of picking, let's say, were there any? Of your fellow students that you saw their work and you thought, wow, that's pretty fucking nice. That's inspiring. That's impressive. Nothing life-changing. I mean, we're all... No. Not really. Well, thanks for helping us paint a picture. <laughs> I mean, riveting. I'm going to goddamn that the fuck down. I'm going to goddamn photography school. I'm going to take this on. I mean, I got this. I I strongly discourage people from going to the University of Central Florida for photography. Let's put it that way. I mean, like, there's nothing exciting about it. Like, I'm probably the most left, not left right-wing guy out in my class. Well, it's an art program. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, forget the politics school. of it. I, I'm just saying, were there any photos that you were like, oh, let's, so you're looking at it and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Or, I mean... I mean, you got your nude self-portraits, you have your... Tra- Hell yeah, that's what we're talking about. Let's get back to it. <laughs> hey, now. God damn. Now we're talking. I mean, and your trannies, and you're like, you know, Dang. picking up trash people, and you're um, picking up trash, like people. human version of SpongeBob. Trash people are picking up trash, right? Both. I like, guess trash people are thing. Both. How many people are in this class with you? Fifteen. Okay, so of the fifteen, how many were how many of them want to exhibitionist? How many of them were All of us are self selfie? You know. Was your subject matter of you? No, I'm saying they're nude self-portraits. Oh. Do you had one? I did not. <laughs> so how many out of 15 decided that they did that nude self-portrait would be the way to go with class? Uh, two. Two. Yeah. Decent percentage. Both vegans. <laughs> Both vegans. Yeah. Hmm. Figure. Was there was there like any warning before this? Like you know, if you are offended I'm by so cauliflower, desensi- I'm so you need to leave the classroom now. My work is probably the most offensive, honestly. Really? Like, yeah. Like the shit I post on Instagram is like shocking to a lot of people in that class, which is unbelievable. What? Yeah, because it's like hunting and fishing, and you know you're hurting innocent animals and shit like that, opposed to naked self portraits. Exactly. Well, that's the most minor of all of it. But. Well, let's hear some major. The, the blowjobs is probably the okay. Major. Yeah. Okay. You all said right. that was level two. Of uh, her art statement, it was like uh, her personification of uh, her husband and her relationship as a mom, a bitch, whoa, and a whoa. wife. Jeez. 
and the like the relationships they have together. So. So do you think that by sharing that little moment within her life has made you a better photographer? Hell to the fuck no. <laughs> well, I guess it d- makes me go like, yeah, I definitely won't do that. Okay. But, I mean, so that's pretty common the sense. vegan nude self-portraits Poitrets. made you better as um artist <laughs> or numb or no, what? Numb. Numb is the good word. Numb's Everything is so desensitized. Like, I can, I mean... The only thing that's gotten a rile out of me, like, holy shit, that's, like, taboo, was the Sandhill Cranes as, like, a food source from Mr. Uh, Mark over there. Mm, but, yes. I mean, it, you can show me anything in class now, and it's like, I don't is want to see, like, see your dick pics or anything. Is it just, like shock, like, shock factor? Like, everybody's just trying to get, like, a prize out of like, each there, other. So there's my favorite photo, and all, not my favorite, the most... Standouting. I'd photo. say. I'd say it was his favorite. Well, okay, maybe. Let's see if it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. There's a picture in our print lab of a massive white painted dildo on a white pedestal <laughs> on the walls. I'll take a picture of it or something and send mm-hmm. it to you guys in the group chat or whatever. But it's on the walls. It's like all painted one color. It's supposed to look like some Roman Coliseum thing, and it's like on the fucking wall, like. I've lost all hope for humanity. You know, just drink beer to forget. Mm -hmm. Get used to it. (laughs) I believe that you're a massive white Coliseum. So, Carl, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to just like quit working for the man and Mm -hmm. go back to school. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. You know, if nothing else, there's a couple tits. That's right. Right. And uh, strongly disagree. Disagree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm so ready to be done. I got six. We were on spring break this week. Yeah, I back mean, to the positive. I'm yeah, you need a break. I'm excited. Spring break. Let the haul dick down to Miami and slide the old canoe into the water. Hey, look out! Because uh, if there's a shadow that like just doesn't seem like it wants to leave, it might not be a. A cloud. It could be Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy could be fucking following you mm-hmm. with the banner. You never know. What, what do you call it? Toe in the rag? What were you calling it? Dragging the rag. Dragging the rag. Right. Rag, let's Jimmy. print up. Let's print up some of Andrew's class photos up there, and you can drag them pictures around <laughs> South Beach and see what happens. A couple well, uh, of vegan self portraits. We've had a couple of banners that were a little uh, entertaining. We have little one racy. that was. Uh, it was one where was a club wasn't paying their bill, and it was like club so and so pay your bill. Like we literally towed that on South yeah. Beach. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. There was one I've heard of. Legend holds. It was a uh, towed over top of a UCF. It was I had sex with so and so, and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I heard the University of Miami. So uh, there's a construction company down in Miami uh, that used their logo without like uh, getting the proper trademarks and everything. So the University of Miami law team, like they were teaching all the kids about law. They spent every semester for like eight years until the company ran out of money and legal fees to fight them. Just like suing the fuck out of this company. Like, of course, they never won because they never you know, built that good of a case. But they just like tied them up in just legal fees wore for them out. eight years of worth of like law semesters <laughs> and just fucking bled them dry. 
Hey. Yeah. I mean, ninety percent ninety percent of the stuff I told was like, "Will you marry me?" in Spanish. So I was just looking back, like, "Oh, what are they saying back there?" <laughs> <laughs> so do you just like get in the airplane and like they tell you you have something hooked up behind you and? You know, oh yeah, it's half the time I was just like, "Oh yeah, just go to this address and fly there fifteen minutes." And I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> but do you take time to like stretch out the banner and see what it says? No, no, no. We got a when I'm in Miami in that area, we have a ground crew that handles all that. Stewart's when I'm actually it's it's me making the banners and like seeing what it says and like that but it's only it's only ever Geico in like there so it's just yeah. like save money by switching to Geico <laughs> <laughs> so is it like rolled up in the plane and then you like let it loose no when you no get no out there? what it works is um how it works is we have a the air the banners rolled up on the field and we have a rope that's like 250 feet long laid out at the end of the rope we have uh, two cones with two PVC pipes sticking up seven feet off the ground and there's a 14-foot uh, loop hanging between these two PVC pipes. And I'll dive down at that loop with a 25-foot grappling hook hanging off the back of the airplane. No fucking way. <laughs> I'll show you the video in a second. The and, fuck uh, out of here. I thought I'll this was way no, tamer. Not at all. I'll, uh, I'll wait till like, oh, you know, I really? count the blades of grass and I'll pull up last minute. And I'll swing the grappling hook through these poles and pick up the banner and just take off with it. I've seen him drop it like a million times. Yeah, yeah, but in uh, Pembroke Pines, really. Yeah. Over there. So, That's Carl, were you based. were you working on what was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday, maybe Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. When Wednesday, the uh, all the way through, Just when the going. airplane went down over by Massey. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure I was, but I don't. Yeah, I don't so you I didn't, didn't know hear, about it. Yeah, I okay. didn't hear anything. Yeah. Cause that's by me, right? Is that the one? Yeah, on park yeah. Or like whatever? if if you're going down park where it says uh, where you see the sign that says low flying airplanes. Yeah, yeah. About 300 feet to the right of that sign, airplane. No low shit. Yeah. What's the craziest thing really you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen while while flying rag dragon? Um. Well, on the airplane, on the wings, we have these struts that go from like the main body of the plane down to the wing, kind of like the support. And somebody yeah. put a photograph on there going down on their husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was flying down South Beach, and uh, I had a pelican go in between the strut and the wing. Holy Did shit. it make it, or it, did it, it hit it? It cleared it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was looking back, like, oh, fuck, pelican. <laughs> do you have uh, uh, rear view mirrors? Not at all, no. No. There's well, actually, be- no. In the bird dogs, you do have a rearview mirror in the back, but uh, the planes that you normally fly Pawnees, they don't have them. Nah. Yeah, there'd be nothing to look for or look at with a rearview mirror. If you still have a rag to drag. Yeah. yeah well, sometimes you gotta like check back and look at the banner and make sure it's not you know flying upside down or backwards or anything. Or if you lost part of it, which that's happened before. I've flown banners that were missing half the banner from Palm Beach all the way back to Stewart. <laughs> Do you ever like look down and see in the water like sharks and people swimming around? Oh, like, all the time. I'm uh, all last week. I was seeing the spinner sharks all up and down like West Palm oh, Beach. Shit loads of spinner sharks. And uh, anytime I'm flying by Stewart by the power plant, you can always see sharks in the water there. Like it's always hammers ha- hammerheads and stuff like that. And uh, whenever I'm flying in your coast, I'm always seeing like dolphins and manatees and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Just blowing up spots all the time. Watching so people so wear literally their fish and next week it. on the way down, we could like hit the beach for spinners. And we just call Jimmy and be like, Jimmy, where they're at. Uh, yeah. All right, yep, sight, we see you. Sight fishing. Via, all right, we're following you down the up. beach. You let us know when we stop. I right. mean, they're past Palm Beach already by now. I that mean, they're already they're way down there on now. Yeah. But the best part is when you're flying over top of the spinner sharks and you just see all the people in the water swimming around like, oh, I'm having a great time at the beach. And you're just sitting like, ha, you're going to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. No clue. 
That's insane. Not a clue. No, not at all. Um, have you seen any of this flying out of Stewart? And I think Larry and I were talking about this last week. Uh, any of that kind of runoff, um, Okeechobee Waterway? I mean, there's a couple of times I've seen, I've seen shit, stuff like, like flown out of the inlet, like brown stuff. Yeah, like yeah, The yeah. water like changes color rapidly. Yeah. But, where you uh, can actually see where it's Yeah, like you can actually see in. the change of yeah, color. Yeah. I've seen that a couple times, but uh from what I heard they're supposed to be cutting that in half or whatever, there's some new law yeah, passing or something like that. Yeah, they're 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 working on it. Um but over the last what couple of years or so mm-hmm. they've been having it kind of rough. I figured it was probably visible from your It is, it is. You when know, you're when you're flying around up yeah, there, yeah. you can see every change of color in the water and yeah. And if you got a proper, like a good pair of sunglasses, you can see everything up yeah. there. Like you don't even have to be very low to see it. Right. It's not hard at all. Wow. <clears throat> be pretty nasty. That'd be pretty cool to take some photos of. Uh, I'd rather not see it. That nude self portraits. You know what I mean? Well, um, uh, actually, I was uh, mm-hmm. towing banners up and down the beach there in Stewart, and uh, there's a beach just north of uh, the power plant there in Stewart, and I was flying around and. Uh, when I first started flying, out, there wasn't a whole lot of people like on the beaches because it was still like, like early in the winter time, like December and whatnot. And there was like this one beach where there was people. I was like, "Oh, cool! I'll just fly around that beach. There's people there. I'll do some loops." And I was flying around. I was like looking down. I was like, "Man, those people look really weird down there. Like, I don't know, something looks off." Sure enough, pull up Google Maps. It was a nude beach, and I was flying over a nude beach nice. for about forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like really off. There's a pervert pilot. <laughs> <laughs> to be out here in nature and this plane keeps buzzing around me so my question is like who's making the decisions at geico to uh pay for banners like wouldn't it be more better advertising to have you like fly up and down i-95 well actually i do do that um uh during the week um uh if there's banners to make up i'll fly it down 95 and like turnpike and stuff like that um uh but during spring break right now, when all the people are at the beaches and all like that, I'm always up and down the beach. We got two planes out of Stewart, and we're flying like Stewart, Fort Pierce, and then Palm Beach down to Boca and all like that. So they got us doing all over the place. But earlier on, they had us just mostly flying the beach, and there was just nobody out there. It was like Thursday through Tuesday for you? or uh, It's like, well, at first it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then and they just bumped me up to like Thursdays through Sundays. Oh yeah, your uh, banner season is coming to a close not too long from now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually heading back up to Alaska April 10th. I'll be driving my old uh, 99 Ranger back up to the Great North. Wait, wait a second that that's like a little bit of a surprise. I thought you were gonna do the I, the, I would have I would imagine. <laughs> would imagine you'd fly. The Volkswagen barely gets off my driveway very much all the way back up to Alaska. Um, uh, she's got some uh, some issues there. She she runs good, but she doesn't stop very well. <laughs> well, little brake issue, uh, something like that. You know, well, drum, just like drum that, brakes really. don't really work that well, especially when you're not really too familiar with them. But uh, now I'll be driving my '99 Ranger back up to uh, Alaska, and it'll probably be staying up there for the rest of its life and being my main c- catch can ride. So, um, what's the uh, drive time? From Florida to Alaska. Now, are Jeez. 54 hours. 54 hours. Right, now, are you hours. you're looking at like just oh, a bunch yeah. of windshield time and heading up there, or no, I'm, you I'm got doing like a, a plan? To I'm like, doing it like 10 days. I'm, okay. Uh, pretty much gonna drive from here to first day is gonna be here down to up to Georgia, Georgia to St. Louis, then to South Dakota, and uh, 
I'm going to hit Yellowstone area. I'm going to start trying to do some fishing there. I'm going to try and fish, like, the Firehole River. And then uh, from Yellowstone, I'll hop over to, like, Missoula, Montana. I want to do the Big Blackfoot and all that. And then from Missoula, just straight over to Bellingham, Washington. And uh, hop on the ferry and two-day ferry up to Ketchikan. It's a 10-day ride. So, so the ferry boat is a two-day ride. Shit. Yeah, it's a two-day ferry from a catch from Bellingham, Washington to Ketchikan all through the cruise. inside passage. Damn. Pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, so, so do you do you like a cabin and stuff, or do you have to sleep in the truck while you're? I mean, I did a cabin sleep. last year, and it was the biggest waste of money I've ever spent because my cabin was next to a machine room. Oh. So every oh. twenty minutes, it would go click, 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 click. So every twenty minutes, I was woken up. Ended up sleeping up on deck, anyways, in the solarium, like on yeah. like a bench. A lot of people do. Yeah, and uh, this summer I'm actually just gonna go sleep on the solarium, whatever, and just leave my truck down there in like the bay, hang out in the sleeping bag and whatnot, and just enjoy the ride. Oh wow! Damn, I, I didn't realize they had yeah, that. Yeah, no, me either. Oh, yeah. it's wild. Oh yeah, the ferries up there are, are cool as hell. You can do like it's like a whole little mini cruise. They have like a galley and everything. The thing is, they stopped having like a bar on board the boat, which just kind of killed all the fun. No yeah. casino. No, that's no. why you got. That's why you got your pickup. Just load her up. And it's weird. They like only sell like mini bottles of beer. Like you can't actually get trashed on board the boat, even though oh, it's a two day boat ride. It's un-American. That's that is un-American. Well, it's going through Canadian yeah, waters, so I guess right. it makes yeah. sense. There you go. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me the damn Canadians don't want to sell beer? No, they got the good beer. They got Every, the Molson. Molson. Everybody from from yeah. up up that way. He used to drive across a border to get proper beer. I mean, I don't think Molson's all that great. Just kind well, of a no. Canadian Budweiser. What's the, the weird beer we were talking about? The three point something beer or two point? You know I'm talking about? There's some states that have limited alcohol. Oh, right, right. Beer. Yeah, but not Alaska. I mean, they're like. No, but like, you know. They pride themselves on making super high alcoholic yeah. beverages. As, I mean, as evident. What's your uh, double IPA? Oh, there? this uh, uh, what is it? The 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 Big Dipper <laughs> is a uh, it's like eight eight point six percent, hundred IBUs. God bless America. It tastes like I'm drinking a Sharpie right now, so I'm not really enjoying <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, oh, that's uh, Denali Brewing. Yeah, <laughs> most of them. Uh, that's still out of Talkeetan, I think. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. same. It's all the same brewing company. They actually have a really good one. It's like a agave based like beer, like that same company, same everything. Yeah. It's actually better than all these. I just wasn't able to find it when I shipped it down to you guys. Looks like they got like a salmon and a, there's a fly. I on, see that on my under the IBU seventy one. They have like a mission statement. It, it, it is, appears to be a shadow cast that 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 fella is performing. I mean, is he creating rainbows just above the water? <laughs> it appears to be a damn right. a royal wolf. The uh, they have like these mission statements on the back, which I, I'm not going to read because it's right out of right out of uh, a river runs through it. <laughs> but every one of these has like a different one de- describing that particular beer, and except for the double IPA, how artsy people can get. Lushness. There is no mission statement on this one. It's just like, yeah, we made a really powerful beer. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you like uh, heartburn. So, Mark, what have you been up to the past couple of weeks since we last heard from you? Well, not going to beat a dead horse, but trying to find clean water. (laughs) Other than that, just keeping busy with Project Healing Waters and taking care of the fam and 
keep on keeping on. Doing a lot of, I, I heard you guys. I overheard you guys talking some, uh, f- uh, f- some tying. You guys are doing a lot of tying lately. I've been doing a lot of tying. You know, I was down in Titusville today. Um, coming through, I stopped at uh, Flounder Creek, and uh, while I was there, the proprietor was uh, bragging about flies that he had gotten and he opened up his fly box and a bunch of bait fish patterns oh, yeah. that Mark here had uh, tied and given to them. Ah yes, he's making a trip down to he's the Keys. Doing that. Oh, yeah. He's doing the Everglades trip coming he is. up pretty yep. soon. So you, and I well, remember fuck, seeing those um, on Instagram not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, those are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just picking on his brain on how he does that too. Two materials: yeah. craft fur brush and minnow head brush. Who makes those? EP. Oh, those are EP. Could yeah. you okay. just do like normal craft fur hanging off the back of it, or does it have to be a brush? It doesn't have to be. I'm sure you can use regular craft fur off the back. Make it look like you did. Sure, why not? Yeah. Got to try. Yeah. <clears throat> um, give it hell. What? Just give it hell. I just, come like out. Keep, I just like keeping it simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, brushes are sick. I mean, uh, the only thing, they're pricey. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, what? Like, I, I was, I've been tying these like mud minute things, thinking I'm gonna throw them at something, and it's like, no, half a brush for one fly. It's did did ridiculous. you tie that? Mud minnow? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought I thought that you tied that mark. No. Well, all those compliments about how nice that fly was have been taken back. I thought that was... <laughs> I, thought that was <laughs> I thought Mark tied that. I don't know. No. Andrew, look at the fucking number of wraps that you put on the fucking... You don't even tie your own flies, man. Uh, Come on uh, now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like whatever you find at the bottom of your skiff. Low blow. I did donate one uh, to you last weekend, right in the back of your. Mm-hmm. In my calf. <laughs> nice. Actually, Redfish, actually, o'clock. actually, it was the hamstring. Um, oh. I fished with Jameson the the following day. Oh. Did he hook you too? No, no. Oh. But it was funny because I was like, so you know, first time we fished since uh, you. You finished up football season. How'd it go? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, well, I ripped my hamstring. So I was like, oh, fuck. I hope it wasn't as painful as when fucking Andrew (laughs) hit me in the hamstring with a fucking fly yesterday. (laughs) Jeez, like, uh. And he was like, did it go past the barb? And I was like, luckily, no. It wasn't that bad. But I did bleed. Yeah, whatever. I, I was fishing with my buddy out in Biscayne Bay. He's a bonefish tarpon guide or bonefish permit guide out of the bay. And uh, first time we were bone fishing together, same kind of setup. You know, the wind over your casting arm and fucking sunk it right into the like, right into his neck. And he rips it out. And he's like, <laughs> right into his keep neck. casting, keep casting. <laughs> he, like fucking digs it out of his neck and it's like, here, cast again. It's like that's fucking insane, man. Like I was about ready to before that's see. I would be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't even I don't flinch. have that kind of passion. See, yeah, I, w- I would pause to yell a little bit. Yeah. 
I was actually uh, down in the Keys with my family. We were all fishing, and uh, my dad hooked into a barracuda, and we brought it up onto the boat, and he was tired of losing rigs. And uh, oh. as he was trying to rip out the hooks out of this cuda's mouth, um, uh, it jumped a bit, and it went the, sent the hook right in the middle of his palm. And uh, at the time, my uh, cousin Roland really wanted to be a doctor, and my dad handed him a fillet knife and a lighter, and he said, sterilize this, you're cutting this shit out of my hand today. <laughs> well, I heard a story about Roland someone. Roland is not a doctor now. <laughs> Didn't make, Coast Guard. didn't make the cut. Literally. I, I heard a lot of like <laughs> hook sinking stories that just absolutely frightened me to go tarpon fishing, man. Like Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a lot of pressure on the fish. Yeah. They come out often because they're made of Just keep some mono handy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do the mono loop. Yeah. Snatch it out. Do you want to go tarpon fishing or are you well, I would tarpon fish, yeah. yeah. Um, well, what, what's your uh, checklist that we must hit? I don't have a one. You don't? No. Uh, well, I, I, have, I gotta I have catch a, a bonefish. I have avoidance. I want to avoid as many mosquitoes as possible. Yeah, we could do that. Um, other than, fish on Mosquito Lagoon. Other than that? <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we're talking about um, possibly doing the chicky... Um, camping thing. And as long as there's the, as long as the skeeters aren't bad, I'm down with that. Um, other than that, wherever you want to go, I don't care. Yeah, you know, bonefish, tarpon, <laughs> permit, bluefish doesn't matter. The bluefish run. <laughs> you hit, you want to hit the bluefish run or no? And and you know if it if it's if it's really like laid down, we could even run out to the humps. Oh. And go for blackfin. Blackfin. <laughs> yeah. A little too sketchy. Oh, Whiprail take that all day long. <laughs> Here's Squint, man. Crow's feet. Crow's feet. Crow's feet. What does that mean? Cruise out to the Marquesas. I think he's calling you old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the Marquesas. What, I would, no. Just cruise out there. There's been a lot so, of permit getting caught down in Key West. Really? Uh-huh. Have you talked to your connection down there? I've been seeing lots of pictures, lots of pictures. On, the, on the old Insta fame. Well, one of your buddies went down there recently, right? Um, I saw. I thought I saw like Project Healing Water photos of it. or some guy that was involved with it. No? No. I don't know. It'll, the water looks gorgeous down there compared to the lagoon. But of course, they're like shark fishing. Like hardly or any there. corn. There's no corn. <laughs> <laughs> Very little. Well, it's like a liquid burrito. She was <laughs> <laughs> a puppet edge pulley that day. It's a puree. She is. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully we'll come back with some more uh, fish stories. And uh, I don't know, man. Like. It was on my bucket list last year. Well, what's on, on your list? Okay, bonefish. I I don't care what happens. I gotta catch a bonefish by the end of 2018. Knock on wood. Oh man, that's now. Would you have a better chance at a keys bone or a biscayne bone? If he could hook a bone for me and tie it up like to a buoy, and then like, Just yeah, <laughs> that'd be the easiest situation. Drop a pin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, put them in a cage and starve them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd imagine a keys bonefish. I think they're all hard. Yeah, I would. I would say 
Yeah, a little bit more compared to like a Bahamas bone mm-hmm. fish. For I sure. wouldn't know. So yeah, <laughs> nope. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like the permit are pretty hot. The bone fish are a little bit slower, which I mean I don't understand that, but. Well, we're going to give it the old college try. Yeah. See what happens. I don't know if you can really use that anymore, though. I know. The college try. I know. It's really the college kind of dicks or something. It's kind of a little scary. Community yeah. college try. Right. Community <laughs> college try. <laughs> right. Apparently, really. the college try means taking a picture of your husband and getting a blowjob. Right. <laughs> God, this, I hope this podcast gets buried deep, deep down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it right at the end of the internet. <laughs> All the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Deep right. web. Mm-hmm. Right there by Jeffrey Jeff's grave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on that note. What about you, Carl? What, what are you up to these days? Well, you know, love and life. Um, I do a lot of, I do a lot of kind of reflection during my days, you know, at, uh, at the, at the old boat shop there, uh, about, um, kind of history the history of some uh particular boats yeah that, that we're accustomed to um cutting edge composite technologies i'm always thinking about that space age polymers space age polymers mm. um and uh you know have you gotten like become immune to uh fiberglass you know when it's hot yes absolutely sweats right off you yeah but when it's cold when like it's today, a little well yeah are you like, itchy today right are you itchy right now no not right now but mo- like you know here or there do you have remedies no no mm-hmm. just suck no it. tricks yeah no, no tricks like long sleeves and pants yeah. will help you for a second <laughs> like two seconds maybe no but uh you know a lot of stuff a friend of ours has been working on some new projects uh, a boat builder friend of ours from north of here. I don't know if we're yeah, you too know, many liberties to talk about well, what he's doing. You know, we were talking about the sub ten thousand or thereabouts ten thousand um, level for a, a skiff, and uh, there's a lot of good options out there. If that's the direction you're going to take, hmm. um, but however, I did what I didn't mention in my whole skiff talk uh-huh. is that the trailer and the motor are always new, right? So I mean, that's something that I would probably stress if you're trying to actually just get a boat to go uh-huh. and catch fish. Don't save a couple hundred bucks. So. I would save a couple hundred bucks probably on a boat versus... What, what I would say is if you're thinking you're in the the 10K neighborhood, if you're bound to determine you're not going to spend any more than 10K, then you know explore some of the options that Carl talked about earlier because there's certainly some out there that oh, would be... Oh, yeah, plenty. That plenty. would be that would fulfill what you need to do. And I'm sure I didn't talk about half of them. Right. For sure. But, uh, if you are open to the idea of taking that 10 K that you were talking about and, and you had that and you were liquid with 10 K and you could put that as a down payment, 
there's probably a skiff out there that you haven't seen yet, but you will soon. That uh, it's probably about seventeen ten with a beam of about sixty inches, two degrees of dead rise. <laughs> Only weighs somewhere between 300 and 350 pounds. I feel like you might be working off notes. It's rated. Or you have a fucking great memory. Rated for anywhere between a 20 and a 30 horsepower engine. And it's only going to be around 20K. Right. And it is absolutely a game-changing skiff you need to start paying attention and start getting out there and trying to figure out what it is where it is where it is because there's some really new and exciting well here's skiffs being built here's the just kicker. a hunch though here yeah here's the kicker on this hunch <laughs> if you don't find out where it is before a few other people find out where it you're is, you're not going to be able to get. We're not, not going to get one. That's right. You're going to be. <laughs> it's one waiting of those. A lo- it's you're one wait. of those. You better get yeah. on cue, or you're going to be waiting a while. Mm-hmm. If you need to know what it is, get in email touch. Larry <laughs> directly. Send beer, <laughs> and we'll send empty right. cans back with the notes right That's inside right. them. Yeah, like a like a beer can bottle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've I've seen. It's sketchy, sketch. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. No, very. And and so and and it's it's the difference between just the same old, same old, and actually we're seeing some. No, this getting is, off dead center and yeah. actually doing some innovation. Very high quality. Very like you know high tech, high quality. S- smaller company, so kind of a what do you, what boutique. Say? Yeah, kind of a boutique, actual quality uh-huh. product. Yeah, which we were brainstorming. A buddy of mine and I were brainstorming the other day, and we're just back and forth. And oh man, you know how you could market a particular boat or or product or whatever. And of of I don't know a couple hours of bullshitting back and forth, we come up with basically what ends up a square deal at the end, like. Could you imagine you go and buy something that you want for like a reasonable amount of money? I mean, you're w- willing to pay for it, and it's not a piece of shit. <laughs> and that imagine was the that. whole idea. Just like two hours that. of like, 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 you know, kind of thinking. And th- and this is one of those things. I really do believe this. You know, he he kind of nailed it with this one, to where very slick and kind of dimensionally. I mean, even if it wasn't, you know top of the line like carbon and, and and all these kind of things dimensionally it's pretty much where you want to be anyways for what we do for sure um power rating size rating and uh, the price point is yeah. going to be right pretty good Cheap. for a lot more people right opens up a good I mean the good, the good part the idea that you have to pay forty five to fifty thousand dollars to get into a quality skiff is about to be blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. There's no need for it. No. It's ridiculous. It's so, refreshing. 
Yeah, it's, it is. Which is nice because you like to see more people interested in the sport. You know mm. what I mean? And more people. Although, you know, some of the more popular flats might be a little bit more... Populated. Populated, exactly. Um, but really not because it's going to be such a limited opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Very true. But it's nice to have something that's, you know, for for the people that, you know, can get on the list quick enough... Yeah. Something like obtainable and worth Obtainable it. is a good word. Yeah. Like it is. It's really, it's one of those things that's realistic. Yeah. Um. You know, you can, uh, I don't know. I always think of like the crazy old like African land cruisers. You know, like Toyota Land Cruiser. Oh, yeah. They sell yeah. like 70s versions. I thought you or, were talking Zulus or something. Well, Zulu Nation. <laughs> African Bambada yeah. and the Zulu Nation. <laughs> But the old, you know, like 70s style Land Cruisers, I mean, they're like, you know, they didn't even think about an airbag. They're, <laughs> they're manual, you know. Straight they're, up they're, function. Yeah, right. the full rip function. You can, in like Madagascar, you can buy those new now from Toyota. Hell you know, yeah. some kind of like super anemic diesel engine that like will run forever, yep. but like will hardly get you down the road speed wise. That stuff's still like available and it's really utility, and I'm sure they're priced like accordingly, for the the function of that, you know, and the utility of that particular product. And oh, that's yeah. something that we've lost, you know. I feel like here in the United States, probably because we like our super fancy this or super fancy that or Cadillac right. this or right. Cadillac that. Well, what you need is a four door sedan to like haul your kids around in. Well, you, get the, you know, you can get the Cadillac one with leather and say, oh, you know, Americans love that. Yeah. You know, oh, man, there's a nicer one. Oh, shit. Look at that guy's down the road. He's got the Cadillac right. this or that. I got to get that new one. Like, like right. he's, you know, and that the same things happen through boats, through our rods, through our reels, through our. Well, that's the cool know. thing about fly fishing. I mean, it's like still one aspect in like American society, like many others. But I mean, it's, you know, one part of it, you know. Maybe it's just the outdoor industry in general, yeah. but like it's still wide open for innovation, and oh, like, yeah. it just takes one person with one crazy idea to change it completely. But I, I have noticed that of things that I've owned as a regular person in my life, because you know I've had very few to no Rolexes, like I've never had yeah. a Rolex before. Yeah, you know um, the. But as far as really nice things that I've had, yeah. it's probably reels. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even even like a like a it is like a nice watch. Yeah, yeah. like a mid to they nicer all tell Shimano. Time. Like they all have yeah, their, yeah. like a like a spinning like nice nicer Shimano spinning reel. When it's new and it comes out of the box, it's just like it's just really gold. buttery and nice brand new fly reel. You know, nice aluminum. Yeah. You know, that's like a really nice quality thing. And for like. I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. That's a, kind of a lot. That's a yeah. really quality, nice made. It's a prestige nice thing. T-bore too. thing, you know, T-bore reel. Yeah. You know, it's kind of heavy in your hand. You're like, man, that's that's sweet. You can feel it's the like quality. a nice quality thing, yeah. And that's so. I feel like through fishing, there's some like actual quality items, like a, like the like the really nice high quality Swiss Army knife of, you know. Well, I think fly fishing of anything. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you're it's a one to one reel. Yeah. It's gotta you know, it's gotta be 
It's got to be everything it <laughs> the can money be. Has to come from somewhere. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's one crank you're picking up between three and five inches of line or something mm-hmm. at one time. So there's got to be a good drag system. It's got to look nice. It's got to last forever because there's really not that much to it. The brakes are really what it's all about. Yeah, when it comes to a reel, because mm-hmm. you can put it all all of them put it on at the same rate it's how much can you get taken off right and how smoothly right well i mean i think that's you know one of the great things about fly fishing it's a very simple thing that you're trying to do i mean you have simple tools you know from the outside it looks very complicated but you know the reality of it is it's super simple i mean you're just trying to fool a fish into eating feathers right at the end of the day yeah once you get over the hump it's actually simpler there's no special reel to you know give you this advantage or you know whatever i mean it's very minute things but at the end of the day it you know it's all on you to do that right and it's it's skill based that's why i'm fucking terrible at it (laughs) <laughs> That's why it never, doesn't work out for me. You shouldn't sell That's yourself so is. short. <laughs> it is. So, um, Jimmy, Almost. I just couldn't help but think about this. You were flying for Tropic, mm-hmm. so probably going to Bimini fairly often. Are you still in touch with any of the guys from Tropic? Yeah, uh, quite a bit, actually. I was talking to a couple of them today. Okay, so it's been a while since a good friend of mine used to work down in South Florida flying the Bahamas, doing the Bahamas game. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hookup for any Bimini bread? <sighs> Fuck. Ooh. It's been a while since I've had some. And like it just like hit I me. I can tell you that the uh, the restaurant at the Bass Pro Shop in Fort Lauderdale uh-huh. does a damn good job of getting it's, it's pretty close. damn close. Uh, it's damn I, I close. close. Like, it's that other one that uh, it's you know, uh, uh, the Marlin Bar. The Marlin Bar in, man, in Fort Lauderdale does a damn good job of making some bimini bread. Is that just like dark brown bread with? It's just like bread sugar? with sugar, sugar on it. That's all it is. Well, it's it's not. It's sugar like fluffy. On, it's it's like glazed. Dense. It's yeah. just dense. Like yep. real Bahamas bread or Bimini bread is like just so good. It's like warm and like fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Marlin Bar in uh, Diamond Fort Lauderdale does a damn good job of it. All right. And like it comes with everything so you can get, like go to happy hour, get some beers, and they just give you the Bimini bread. So you're just like. What's the raw bar? This, the smaller one. Fort Lauderdale off 17th Street. Causeway. Uh, I don't know. Oh damn! It's been there forever. Rustic Inn? No, that's in. That's west. That's west. This is well. It's all. like right there at the airport, but they have yeah, the yeah. best deal for mahi. Like yeah. during the week, it's like twelve bucks for like a huge mahi plate. Yeah, that's real well known. But there's one that does the craziest bimini bread, really? and I would I would assume that that's as as good as it gets. I mean, honestly, like the best place for like beers down there is like the uh, Riverside Market down there in like Dania area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, yeah. they've got like any beer you could think of. Like, it's like, weird. It's, it's like a, you it's like a Seven Eleven kind it's of. Like, it, it was a restaurant. It was an old Seven really? Eleven. Yeah. And they just took all the coolers and just filled them with beers. And it's like honor system. So you walk in there and like you grab save a beer. Your caps. Uh, that's what. That's no, it's, what, like, it's like the bottles. Like save the bottles. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, you just yeah, walk yeah, up yeah. with all your empty cans and bottles, and you're like, all right, I had these beers, and like you just <laughs> pay for them that way. They have like pizza and stuff in the back. Oh, dude, it's real. Their pizza is on point. Yeah. It is solid. That's a cool place. That's a cool place. Kind of like in the right in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, it's and like all weird. The you would never expect a beer be like there. Budweiser and crap are just 
I mean, like, full. It's like any beer you could think of. Yeah, like hmm. like craft beer, like hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of yeah. beers. Like I've like they have all the Bahamian beers, like collect gold and all that good stuff, and like anything really. Riverside Market, that that guy who has that place. There's two of them now. There's yeah. like one in like Dania, and there's one in like Pembroke Pines area. But the one in Dania is the best one. Yeah. That's the original one. And he's some kind of restaurateur that also had something else there in, in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. I believe. I can't remember what his other place was. That's like the spot to go oh, to in yeah. Lauderdale. It's like yeah. in the middle of a neighborhood. Like you'd never, ever guess there was a bar there. You got like know about to go to and it's like super cool. And they do like, they have like a craft beer store like right next door. We can like buy all this stuff to make your own beer. Mm, That's a cool yeah. brew place. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, I forgot about that place. Damn, Riverside. Hmm. All right. On that, leave, leave, leave swerving, I'll tell you. I got to get up at 7 tomorrow. You have to get up at 7. 6 o'clock. <laughs> so I get, wow. if I fall asleep right now, I have six hours of sleep. Is it that late? Lucky it's you. one. It is. Wow. Yeah. Two so, hours and 28 minutes. It's all right. After dark. Well, that's, that's probably enough. Fairly keep, after dark. <laughs> probably enough to keep a uh, few people happy for mm-hmm. driving to and from work <laughs> next week. So yeah. we should wrap it up. Um, Thanks for joining us for our 50th anniversary. That's right. <laughs> well, 50% anniversary. <laughs> our 50% <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> and uh, we're sorry that you had to hear about Andrew's classmate's Penis. Proclivity for blowing her husband. I mean, I kind of want to see the picture. God, I hope they don't fly fish. Let's go. Like next week, let's do the show from from his classroom. classroom. Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, episode two wrapped it up, and uh, maybe. We'll be back in a week or so. Just maybe with some better fish stories.